The Jack of All Nerds is recorded by a live studio audience. Making your way in the world today. It's 8 p.m., kitties, and you know what that means. Guy love, he's mine, I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. It's guy love between two. You need to call me, Max Authority, the super lawyer. I'll make those superheroes pay with cash. Next season on Game of Thrones. Right, what, they're all dead. Everyone in Westeros is dead. You've been listening to The G-Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Are you the doctor? Uh, no, I'm the nurse. Where is he? Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show! Welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me tonight, as always, Mr. Derek Murray. Hello. How are you? How's your cell phone? It's it's uh, hanging in there. Good. Let's see. Where is it at? It's it's at fifty six percent. So I think it might make it the whole show. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Gaming, gaming, gaming. Well, that's only during the breaks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not that rude. Gotta Come get on. those seeds, kids. Mm-hmm. Gotta get those Bro, seeds. Bro, I'm, I'm a guild leader. It's very important. <laughs> Whatever that means. And in the booth, Mr. Danny Anthony. How's it going? <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was that? <laughs> that's my new catchphrase. How's it going? <laughs> you know you're the booth guy. You don't get catchphrases. Do- yeah, no. Booth guy does not get catchphrases. Okay, bye. <laughs> Wait, no. That, no, that was a catchphrase. No, that was you a catchphrase. No. I don't know if you know how sitcoms work, but booth guy doesn't get doesn't get any catchphrase. That's not no. I feel like we're I've, oh, he, he, he can have one. Are are we putting baby in a corner? We Is are. that Yeah, I think we should give him one. All right, you you can only pick one, Danny. You don't get both. I think he's going with that first one. I'm going to go with that first one, dude. You're going to go with that's, that first That's just a good show opener right there. All right. That's your catchphrase from now on. All right. If you don't do it every show, we're going to revoke you. <laughs> All right. I'll make a note. All right. All right. And we have... It was taking an hour to introduce Danny. Uh, <laughs> As it should. We have, <laughs> we have two special guests in the studio tonight uh, from the Los Angeles... Uh, I've just totally blanked on the, the <laughs> full title. It's very long. Don't help him. Women's Don't help him. Comic Creators League. Ah, oh, uh, good one. Ah, uh, yes, you did it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's so proud. Yes. Aww. No cue cards. No nothing. The teleprompter was broken. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. the, our, and by teleprompter we mean Tanny. Yes. <laughs> I've been broken for He's, so he's long. broken. <laughs> um, the ladies, please introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Joey Brown, and I am Christine Hip. Hello to both of you. How Hello. how are you? Good. Now that I'm out of traffic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Perfect. I understand. Yeah, you you drove quite a distance to get here, and we we definitely thank you for that. You drove less of a distance, and we sort of thank you for that. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 um, but a little bit uh, later in the show, we're going to be talking about the. It's called Ladybugs Comics on Facebook. Uh, we'll be talking more about that and both of your web comics as well. Uh, but before we do that, we must do what we always do at this time of the show. 
honor those that allow us to be here. That's right, the sponsors. Woo-hoo! Derek's favorite time. Are you gonna? Can you? Can you take a pause? I, in the I game can't to... listen. I am. I, I. I just want you to know. I am currently promoting the show. Okay. He he always says that. That's that's. His... I look. You know what? That's his catchphrase. You see this? Yeah. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> currently promoting the show. Look. See. You see that? Uh, as long as you can roadhouse at the same time. I can. All right. I can roadhouse anywhere, sir. First up, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etiwanda Roadhouse Roadhouse has nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, all that kind of good stuff. For more information, visit them on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse Roadhouse. And also check out The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. Enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. Uh, for more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if you're purchasing tickets for the Claremont location, use the promo code CRIME to get a $5 discount. And lastly, Four Color Fantasies comic book store located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. For more information, visit fourcolorfantasies.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 4CFRancho. And both of those are with the number four, not with it spelled out. Uh, a couple of things uh, just recently here. Thursday night was the Four Color Fantasies private screening yes. of Captain America Civil War. It yeah. was uh, sold out. Awesome. Event. It was. It was, uh, it was packed. It was. We were there. We gave out stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we gave out stuff like rapid fire too, uh, because we didn't know that there was going to be a showing that was going on like right before. So we like got on the microphones and we we're like, what team are you? All right, cool. Here's your prize. Yeah. Uh, what team? Are you? Don't worry. Your team cap. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> we just, yeah, we like to <laughs> normally engage people, but this was literally yeah. like, what's your name? What do you like? Throw a prize at them. <laughs> Usher them away. Um, but the, uh, we're not, we're not actually going to talk about Civil War tonight because I know not everyone has seen it. Which I don't, who are you? Who are you? People have lives. Danny apparently has a girlfriend. Ah, Jesus. (laughs) You're dating Jesus? (laughs) He can be very tender. I feel like Jesus would allow you to watch Civil War on its opening weekend. That's a really bold statement. That is, a very, that is, Derek, that is like disturbingly arrogant and you, dangerously you think, arrogant. I feel like Jesus would be down. I've, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we are not talking about that. Next week, <laughs> no. though, is like the whole show is going to be all about Civil War. Spoilers abound. Yes. So be ready for get it. Get your ass to the theater. If you do want a, a spoiler-free review... Uh, our, our resident Brits, mm-hmm. Kalen and Benjamin, did uh, a new Cineblokes review of it. And again, that is spoiler free, so you can check that out on our website as well. Um, yeah. Let's see, what else? Uh, it was free comic book day on Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, Four Color did their, their I, usual I thing. I unfortunately missed it. I was very, I was very sad. I also missed it. I know. Uh, cause, uh, the cable company decided to send a repairman to my house between noon and five, which is suspiciously <laughs> right when Free comic book day was going down. They were like, do you have anything to do on Saturday? Oh, yeah. you do? Well, that's when we're going to come. Yeah. And then he showed up at uh, 4.30. So yeah. Sounds about it was, right. It was good. So I missed it. So that's <sighs> I'm <laughs> but, sorry. I, I feel really bad because this was their 10-year anniversary. And I feel like if there was any free comic book day that we should have attended, that would have been the one that we should have gone to. That would have been the one. <laughs> 
Um, did uh, did either of you do anything special for Free Comic Book Day? Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Please we, tell us. Uh, the the Comic Bug, which is the 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 comic shop that hosts the Ladybug meetings, they basically turn it into a tiny convention. They had like big stars like Alan Tudyk and Stan Lee nice. at their Culver City location. And so Joey was at Culver City and mm-hmm. I was in Manhattan Beach and we both got tables so we could promote our personal agendas of making comics and people seemed into it. <laughs> that's, uh, it that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It sounds like a way better Saturday than I had. <laughs> Although when you say your personal agendas of selling comics, it really does, it sounds seedy. It does. <laughs> it, it sounds really kind of politician, presidential election-y. <laughs> She's sneaky like that. Does it involve yeah. any kind of a wall? <laughs> <laughs> no walls. Look, as long as you guys have all the words, you have the best words, then it's fine. It's, it's really all that matters. That's really all that matters. Um, yeah, and then coming up this week at Four Color Fantasies on Thursday is our live game show, yeah. Multiverse Throwdown. Theme is Marvel versus DC. So if you're in the area, 7 p.m., come on down to the store, free to enter. All you got to do is argue with other nerds and you can win cool prizes. That's it. That's all you have to do. Is do what you already do every single day online. Mm-hmm. But this is th- th- there is a difference though online and in person in front of an audience no less. <laughs> Big difference, Derek. <laughs> Huge difference. I don't think so. Yes. I don't think so. Look, just troll people live. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but again, that's Thursday night at seven p.m. So definitely come on down and check it out. Uh, so that's sponsors, guys. It's time for current events. Um, but actually, you know, before current events, I have something that is not nerd related at all, but. I gotta get it off my chest because mm-hmm. I'm angry about it. No. Oh. Today I had to I had to deep clean my kitchen, okay? and not not just like a oh Ugh. I gotta clean the kitchen. I'm talking like uh, Gordon Ramsay came down to help fix your restaurant. He took a look in your kitchen and was like, "I've got bad news." Noah called and said you didn't get the job cooking on his ark because your kitchen isn't fit to serve fucking animals. Wow. <laughs> that kind of deep cleaning. Wow. And um, I went to the store to buy. <laughs> to buy gloves to clean and uh i didn't notice i just grabbed whatever you know they had a nice set there was they had a pair of purple and a purple of green like like joke like the joker picked out these gloves for me time yes you went and bought gloves yes and other cleaning supplies that's how because oh okay so you you weren't ready for this i was not so but i got home i go to open the gloves and on the box it says contoured for a lady's hands (laughs) They fit just like a glove, didn't they? Well, look, I have I have what the people are calling Trump hands, so it's <laughs> like so I mean that's fine. That is that is fine. My problem is the blatant sexism of putting that on the fucking box. Because one, it states that only women clean kitchens, because that's what the box says, cleaning kitchens and bathrooms. So apparently only women do that. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's like if a it's implying that if a guy does those things. He doesn't need fucking gloves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, look, I am a man. I hate kitchen grime on my hands. And I use gloves for that. That's, that's not a, nope, that's nope. not a manly statement at all. You gotta protect your fingernails. I mean, exactly. I feel like, like, to, to the credit of whoever made these gloves, maybe there are ones contoured to man hands and yeah. you just miss them. There, it could be. There aren't though. There aren't. <laughs> They are. They're just out of his reach. Okay, so this really is just blatant sexism. Okay, all right. Was this aisle titled Trump Gloves or Trump Gloves? Trump Gloves. Yeah. So anyway, I sorry. I just had to get that out there because I was very, I was very angry about that when I got. Yeah, home. let's go burn some bras, guys. What What were you more mad about? Were you more mad about how sexist the gloves were or how well they fit? What was uh, the actually the funny part is they didn't fit that well. Oh. They were a bitch to get on. Like that. Like I was. 
pulling and so you were OJ in the in the courtroom. I was. Just, yes, it doesn't fit. Equip yeah. me. Yeah. I don't have to clean now. Yeah, I don't like. They were contoured for like a model's hands, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know. Anyway, just uh, that's what happened to me today. Yeah. So I'm not well, I'm not happy about it. Did your kitchen get clean? Oh, it this, did. Okay, all right. I cleaned the hell out of that. All right. I mean, Gordon Ramsay would still hate it, but. <laughs> It's clean. It is now yeah. very clean. I feel like Gordon Ramsay would kill himself if he walked into my kitchen. <laughs> he probably would. I'm I think he lie. would. He wouldn't even have something smart and British to say. He'd just be like, fuck it all! And then that's it. He just ends his life and then we lose Gordon Ramsay as another celebrity in 2016. <laughs> just throw him on the pile. Just Yeah, just put him in the list. Um, so, current events. Yeah. they uh, There was a post this week. From a, uh, I think Entertainment Weekly showing the new, yeah, Danny knows where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. With this. He's, he's wearing the shirt and everything. He's ready. The, the new Power Ranger costumes for the upcoming movie in 2017. Legit. Is that, that's how you thought? Oh, that's yeah. I liked it. I really did like it. Did you not? Uh, okay. <laughs> let me ask you this. Did you like the, <laughs> and our our guests did not like them either. No, they did not. That was a, a very bold two thumbs down. In fact, I want to throw it over here. So yeah, why did you guys not like these costumes? I personally thought they were very generic looking. Just very much like everything we've already had. And I felt this is an opportunity for them to kind of reinvent Power Rangers and make it fun and something new and interesting. And instead they were just kind of like, eh. Here you go. There's more the same. It's like, oh, it's cool armor with silver bits on it. and uh, Yeah. And then I felt like it was a missed opportunity because the Power Rangers are all teenagers, but they're clearly being played by people in their 20s and early 30s. Mm. And I'd much rather see someone like Dopey with acne and an uncomfortable body Ooh, there you fighting go. fighting <laughs> giant robots than a bunch of like ripped super early 20 teens. So I'm not, it's, uh, it's not no, what I, mean, I was hoping for. I mean, you saw the costumes. They don't. The actors don't actually need ripped abs. Yes, I don't that's, think true. Able to that's true. That's true. They just have to fit somewhat into spandex. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> wraps before wraps were a thing. If they do have a scene where they show that they're like stuffing their tiny six packs and like the girls have just like blatant padding and the weird like boob cup things they have going on, I will I will love this. Then I, I will like rally behind Power Rangers. But I feel like that probably won't happen. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's find out why Danny likes them. Yeah, and why he's wrong. Go ahead, Danny. I just like them because I thought they were more reminiscent of the Power Rangers movie, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie costumes. See, and I think you couldn't be more wrong because I actually liked those costumes because they were reminiscent of the show without going to whatever. I don't know what's going on here. I'm posting a picture of it uh, for anyone listening on our Facebook page right now, including the new Rita Repulsa in the background, which looks nothing like Rita nothing Repulsa. Like Repulsa. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm posting that up so you guys can check it out. But I just I don't think this looks that way. Like they could have. I don't, uh, I can't, I can't, I, I want to like this. I love Power Rangers, but I can't, I can't be on board. Uh, just, Sam. Just getting old, man. We're the old men. Uh, Sam, who is listening, uh, he said, uh, shout out to Danny for losing all credibility. Uh, he said, kick him out ASAP. Uh, and then he I'm also gonna stick said, my guns, guys. he also said they basically went to Stark's house that they blew up in Iron Man 3 and picked up the scraps Jarvis shat out from the bad suits. <laughs> And I would agree with that. I will agree with that. 
because they do look like horribly pieced together Iron Man costumes. <laughs> that's that's what it is. I they, think that's yeah, what it is. I, yeah. Look, I'm I'm all fine with them trying to you know update it and make it for a new generation. And realistically, like, and and this is something that I think us as nerds have to always kind of remember that. When they do these reboots and when they do these remakes, they are not making them for us. And that was something like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That took me forever to get over to to realize like, oh, no, I already have 10 to 15 years of Ninja Turtle stuff that I get to celebrate. The new movie was not made for me. It was made for kids who have never seen 15 years worth of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff so that they could now fall in love with it. That's what it was made for. So I'm all fine with that. But at the same time, like you said, it's a little bit too generic. It's a little bit too, we've all seen this before. We can relate it to Stark. We can relate it to new suits. Like, there's there's just too much of a common yeah. theme going on there that I mean for a sequel to the the remake of RoboCop they actually look pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I was gonna say one of like I think like the Black Ranger's helmet looks like the Black Ranger helmet from that uh, gritty video that came out I don't know like five months ago. Oh, mm-hmm. I did like that. So I mean I, I like that aspect. I I thought that was probably the the best reboot of Power Rangers ever and it was like 10 minutes long <laughs> well it's half an episode right there they were only 20 minutes um, but yeah I don't know what what is everyone's thoughts on uh, on Rita on uh, Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa anything anything <sighs> she's too shiny <laughs> she does look very Elizabeth Banks <laughs> <laughs> she does I mean, her right? costume yeah. is too shiny when you compare yeah. her from like Rita Repulsa from the show it's just like like a potato sack with some frills, and that's about it. <laughs> it's it's so I, like I understand their dilemma because they they are really trying not to. They want to do something new, but at the same time, like they want to appease us. And I get why that's so difficult to do with Power Rangers because, as you know, as someone who has binge watched way too many Power Rangers in a row, what you're talking about. yeah, right. Uh, I, I understand, like, wh- why that's so difficult. Like, it, there's not, there's a lot of bad in Power Rangers. Like, we can, we can sit back and admit that, like, there's a lot of terrible things that happen in Power Rangers, but there's still just this deep cult love that we have for it. And I understand why, like, producers and directors and everybody that's trying to, like, reboot it are, are trying to, like, capture the heart of what makes us love Power Rangers, but also try to, like, recreate it for a new general like i understand why that's so difficult so i'm just gonna withhold most of my judgment until i actually see it but see that's one of those things i don't even think they need to be rebooting it for a new generation power rangers hasn't gone anywhere mm-hmm. it's still I, on I guess TV. that's true yeah it's you're right. just not the mighty morphin power rangers right. anymore and that's what they're trying to rebrand but for why they're not going to make a new tv show they're just going to continue reusing the same Japanese footage or whatever <laughs> they're, they're using to keep carrying the show on. Like, that's just how that's going to go. So I don't I don't fully understand that, but sure. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to reboot it, you can't just take old Japanese footage and <laughs> Look, make can, it into a movie, Mike. Can we, can we just, can we just take all the actors from the, like, the, what's, whoever, the last Rangers, the Adam, Aisha, uh, Rocky, those guys, right? And we'll just say, where are they now? 
and they're still Power Rangers. Can we do that? No? No. Is that not a thing? Their power I, was destroyed, man. I'm telling you You'll right now, there. if one of those people... Movies aren't canon, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, if one of the original Power Rangers makes a cameo in this movie, it's the best movie ever. I don't care if they're in it for 30 seconds. Well, I know I'd, JDF, he's, uh, he's pulling really hard at MGM to get a cameo in it, so. I, he is Mr. Power Rangers. Yeah, he has to be in <laughs> it. He has to be in it. Yeah, no, I, sign me up. At that point, sign me up. I'm down. Totally down. Well, I mean, I can't remember how long ago it was, but like, Jason David Frankie posted up like, uh, like there was news going around about like the suspected like uh, character like character names, and one of them was Callum Oliver, and like as a son or relative of Tommy Oliver. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh well, there's your cameo. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Did you? you we all remember the Christmas episode. Right with Tommy and do, do uh, we? and, and Cat. Do, do we? we all remember the Christmas remember episode? And it's, and it's old. It's Tommy in old man makeup, and he's telling a Christmas story to his grand uh, grandson. And I, uh, I must not have rewatched that and then, one. And then, and then his son shows up to pick up said grandson, and his son's communicator goes off, and he's like, "Can you watch him? I'm sorry." And then they go off, and then Tommy and Cat comes out in old makeup, and they're like, oh, the good old days. It's awful acting oh and awful makeup, but God. I'm just saying. Did, did, uh, did Tommy have all the uh, Jesus didn't tap tattoos on? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he wasn't quite there yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Wow. I think all right. I think it's enough Power Rangers for Is now. it? All it's right. never yeah. enough. It's never enough. All right, fine. Uh, I will at least mention that what in two two weeks' time we will be having a phone interview with Jason Narvey. Hell yeah! Who played Skull on the mm-hmm. original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? I'm very excited about that. That's gonna so, be a good show. He's a tremendous thespian. Everybody knows that, <laughs> and uh, he's one of my favorite parts of that show. Oh yeah. So, uh, all right. Anything? Anything else in the uh, the nerd world current that anyone would like to bring up? Ladies, got anything? Hmm? No, you don't have to. There's no pressure. I'm just, nothing, just throwing it out there. Nothing at the front of my mind. <laughs> uh, this, this has been going around the internet, and it's no surprise at all. Uh, but after the success of Civil War this weekend, which has killed it at the box office, by the way, uh, apparently Ben Affleck is humiliated at the response of Batman versus Superman. Um, and yeah, I just think that's hilarious because Sad Fleck. <laughs> Is probably one of my favorite things of all time. And I think it's great that now all of a sudden the movie that should have been um, as amazing as Civil War. Now that Civil War is out, he's like, Oh yeah, guys, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, did you also hear he's, uh, he just signed on to executive, uh, produce Justice League too. God, thank God. Ugh. And he's supposed to be directing, right? A, yeah. Uh, he's directing Batman. Batman. Yeah. yeah. That I'm excited about. Yeah. I look anything anything Affleck look the, the one of the best parts of Batman versus Superman was Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he did a great job even though he wasn't given I don't think it was given enough to do as Batman, but at the same time what he was given to do, I was like, "Oh yeah, I could watch him do this more." Mm-hmm. And one thing that Ben Affleck has proven is not that he's a great actor. <laughs> But God damn it, when you put him behind the camera, that guy knows how to make a good film. And I think if you replace him with, you know, if you take out Zack Snyder and put in Ben Affleck, I think the future of where DC is going to go will be much better. All right. Let me ask you this. Okay. okay. Standalone Batman film, right? Mm-hmm. Directed by Ben Affleck. Yeah. 
Do you think that they could reverse time a little bit, go back, because we all got the kind of the teaser of the Robin suit, right, mm-hmm. in the Batcave. We go back, and we basically just retell the film Gone Girl, but with Robin <laughs> in the place... Oh. Of the of the girl, is that? Can we do that? I mean, I, I, I think that's it. what happened. I, I, I watch that. I would watch it. Uh, yeah, I'm down. I'm I'm down. I'm with her. I don't think um, I don't think Danny was okay with that. I, I'm, I'm okay with this. I, I I haven't seen Gone Girl. Wow. Oh, you should. Whatever. You should also uh, read the book. Also, also, I I just hope that that Ben Affleck does not show Bruce's parents dying again. Again. I feel like I've seen his parents die so much, I should be Batman at this point. Like, <laughs> that it's traumatized you. That it's on traumatized that me that I've watched someone's parents die so many times that I should be Batman at this point. I think my, my go-to complaint about the DC movies is they're just trying to be really, really dark and like depressing and like anything bad that could happen is going to happen in this. And I feel like, like the thing that Marvel does that makes me consistently want to see their movies is that they're funny. So even if I'm like not digging the character or the plot, I'm still gonna have a good time. And yeah. so, uh, I just want more jokes. I know they actually, they went back and refilmed scenes from Suicide Squad because people kept saying, this looks good. It looks like it's gonna be funny. And they were like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> they're oh. like, shit, we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I am happy that they're actually listening to that front. Yeah. And I just, I wanna see more of that because like, Marvel has such a great joke density. Like, yeah. it doesn't undermine the plot. Like, Captain America had like, banter and or not Captain, like the civil war had like banter and really mm-hmm. funny moments is that a spoiler Am I no not things? at all I, there's I, banter yeah. what damn it yeah, you just like pissed off some really lonely then, like, nerd. there are quips in a marvel movie yeah. get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. so yeah i think i want i want i want marvel to make dc's movies well i yeah. <laughs> there you go I, 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 agree. Agree. I think we Genius. all do. Yes. I think if the Russo brothers made Fight Batman make versus Superman, calls. it would have been amazing. Uh, but no, that's, that's the one thing that I think, uh, Marvel does really well is that they're able to, you know, I, I think especially with Captain America, more so than any other film, but in, with Captain America, each movie seems to be getting darker and darker. And when you get to Civil War, as we'll talk about, you know, next week, they deal with a lot of really dark themes. Like that is not a, happy-go-lucky, like, oh, we love our superheroes. Like, that's not the type of movie that you're in for. But at the same time, they deal with these really dark themes, but they also allow for some some enjoyment. I don't feel dead inside when I watch it. And I think DC just hasn't been able to really figure out that balance. Right. And also, like, DC is trying to create a, an entire universe off of one film that was mildly successful. And that's, there's just no well, way to like. Again, let's, let's give credit where credit is due. It's, it's Warner Brothers. It's not DC. Okay. DC right, has very little to do with it. That's true. Because DC kills it in the animated film. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. If oh, they yeah. would, God, if they would just make their animated films feature films, they would shut Marvel down. <laughs> their animated films are so good. And then when they get to like live action people, they're like, oh, we forgot how to tell a story. Uh, I mean, but yeah. You have completely different people writing the animated stuff. Yeah. And like they, if you write the animated stuff and you're great and people love you, like they're still not going to believe you can write the live action stuff. I, that's totally and, different. I mean, and I just don't understand how that happens. Isn't it the book writers? Like the actual comic book writers write the animated stuff, don't they? I, they must, like. No, actually, I, or not, not all of them. I know specifically I've like met one person at the comic bug because they have creators come in every, like one Sunday every month and it's really cool. She's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, 
Yeah, I, I'm the big deal here. I mean, let's, let's be real here. It's not about the comic bug. This is about me. And you're welcome. But, but it's, uh, if you make comics, they don't think you can do TV. And if you do TV, they don't think you can do, uh, movies. And if you do like a, a half hour TV thing, you can't do a full one hour TV thing unless you prove yourself really hard. So even though it seems like storytelling is storytelling, there's not a lot of crossovers going on, and it's really hard. That, and that's just so unfortunate because, like, I, I think of something like Assault on Arkham, which is an amazing adaption of the Suicide Squad. Like, it's done so well, and there's humor, and there's action, and there's, you know, dark themes, and it, it's it's a brilliant rendition of – it made me excited to want to see Suicide Squad – and then I saw the trailer for Suicide Squad, and I was like, oh, this is going to be shit, because you didn't use anybody that made Suicide Squad great. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they have such a huge disconnect. I think that's another reason why Marvel's so great, is it does try to stay true to its source material, mm-hmm. and DC is trying to create a new experience when it goes into the, the visual media or the live action stuff, and... It isn't working yet. I yeah. would like to see it work because I've got I, great I characters. I would too. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely like to see it work because I actually I love DC characters more than I love Marvel characters. Yeah, I, I grew up with Justice League and Batman. I yeah. had no idea who any of the Marvel characters were except for <laughs> Spider Man and X Men until I was like twenty. Yeah, and, and and honestly, a lot of the characters that are out in the films right now, nobody knew who they were until the movies came yeah. out. But Marvel has done yeah. a good job of telling a story to make those characters interesting. Yeah. I think people will watch a Marvel movie because it says Marvel, even right. though they have no idea who Ant Man is. Yeah. yeah, and you, nobody you nailed the point earlier when you said that that Marvel has humor, right? Yeah, but they're not. It's not like just like a, a laugh fest. It's not the Hangover in yeah. Marvel style. Like there's drama. They just know how to pace a movie correctly. Yeah, and they know how to tell say, a good story. Yeah, you can't. You could do a darker Superman Batman story, but it doesn't have to be completely depressing the whole way through. <laughs> I mean, even like uh, uh, not Deathstroke, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool. Like there were really dark moments in oh, that. Oh, for sure. And like they they would stop telling jokes and let you just feel like shit for the character. Yeah. And immediately they'd go into like the funny stuff again, so it isn't like gruesome and terrifying. They just, you know, murdered a bunch. It of It gives people. you a nice break. I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? it's refreshing. Like it, you need it lightens it so you can handle the material. And you're you need at. that. Yeah. You need that. You need and I think Marvel balances that out really well, where they handle these super dark themes, but then they're like, okay, it's okay, guys. We're we're still, we're all, we're all in this together. So smile. Okay. And now you can cry. Like, but DC is like, do you hate life? Awesome. Go ahead and watch Batman versus Superman. And you'll hate your life just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did, did both of you see uh, Batman v Superman? I ref- I actually didn't because no one had anything good to say about it except Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman only takes up apparently nine minutes yep. of the film, and that's not worth ten dollars. It was, it it was ten about minutes. Three like of that a, minutes a is dollar. checking your email. Damn it! Yeah, if it was a dollar a minute for like Wonder Woman time, I probably would have been on board and like just like come in halfway through the movie. But it just. Yeah, she is actually one of the best parts of the movie, though. Yeah. I will say this: I am very excited to see the Wonder Woman standalone film. Yeah, mainly because. Zack Snyder's not involved, but... <laughs> I feel like DC for years has been saying they wouldn't make a Wonder Woman film because no one wants to see a movie with a woman in the lead, but that's the only good thing I've heard about the Batman versus Superman and, movie. And it, and it really is, and I know everybody talks so much shit about her casting, and then she showed up in the movie, and I was like, can we just make this all about her? Because she's literally the most interesting part about this film. Yeah. Um, well, we have to take our first commercial break of the evening, uh, but when we come back, 
Uh, we're going to start talking about the Los Angeles Women's Comics Creators League. That is a mouthful. Can we to call get ourselves the, the Ladybugs because we're ladies bugs. who meet at the bug. There you go. Yeah. Think Brandon Landis and then. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, so when we come back, we're talking a little <laughs> bit about Frame of that. reference. Thank you. Uh, when we come back, so uh, stick around, and if you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call, 909-989-0789, or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jackofallnerds. We'll be right back. When the normal BS just won't do, chaoticradio.com. When it comes to your vehicle maintenance, we know you have a lot of options. But with so many options, it can be hard to find an honest and reliable shop. That's where Mike's Automotive comes in. At Mike's Automotive, we have a commitment to honest service at a reasonable price. Located in the heart of Upland, Mike's Automotive is ready to prove to you that honest auto repair still exists. So for starters, bring your car in for any major service and your oil change is on us. Call for an appointment today, 909-373-3040. That phone number again is 909-373-3040. Or find us on the web at mikesautomotiveandtire.com. Brandon, what's up? Dude, we have a new partner here at Chaotic Radio called PuroClean. Have you heard of them? Name sounds familiar. They're the people you call when you have water damage or mold, stuff like that. I remember waking up on Christmas morning to a flooded house. Totally sucked. PuroClean also handles biohazard waste and fire damage. Man, these are some good dudes. PuroClean can handle all of that? Yep. Go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300. That's it. Just go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300. Yep, yep, that's it. That's all you got to do. They're the paramedics of property damage. So PuroClean handles water or fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup? All of that? Swear, Brandon, nothing gets by you. Sharp as attack. Look, if you don't believe me, listen to the man himself. Hello, my name is Ruben Terrazes, and at PuroClean, water damage, fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup is our business. Let my highly trained staff ensure that your home or business are safe and secure. PuroClean is approved by all major insurance companies and ready to restore your property today. Call PuroClean today, 909-360-5300, or go to PuroClean.com today. What does it mean to be an American? Baseball, apple pie, 4th of July. At MK Smith Chevrolet, it means much more. Honesty, integrity, and pride in a hard day's work. Nothing embodies what it means to be an American more than MK Smith Chevrolet. Suburban and freedom, Camaro and choice, Corvette and strength. The story writes itself. Find us at mksmithchevrolet.com and join us in celebrating what it means to be an American. Second to none since 1941. M.K. Smith Chevrolet. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. 
Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Are you looking for a reliable, honest attorney that can do it all? Look no further than the law firm of Jasmine Pico. Jasmine Pico is proficient in bankruptcy, traffic, and criminal cases. Jasmine also specializes in estate planning, and letting her set up your will and trust ensures your assets are protected. Located in the city of Rancho Cucamonga, Jasmine Pico is the go-to attorney of the Inland Empire. Contact Jasmine at 909-906-1010. That number again is 909-906-1010. For Jasmine Pico, attorney at law. Are you looking for a home in the IE? Check out IERealEstateInfo.com today. IERealEstateInfo.com is a free service to home buyers looking for their dream home. Our simple service lets you be in control. Tell us what type of home you're looking for and we will do the rest. No more searching endless websites, reading sales sheets, and driving around only to find out the property you want was sold or worse yet, misrepresented. IERealEstateInfo.com will email you a list of the homes you're looking for. Simple and easy. IERealEstateInfo.com. Your time is valuable. Stop wasting it. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio, puny Earth creature. Now, where did I put that Illudium Pew 36 space modulator? Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, we have Christine and Joey from the Ladybugs Comics in the studio. And we're going to start talking about that right now. So, ladies, please uh, tell us what... What is this organization all about? What do you guys do? Uh, women making comics, first and foremost. Yeah, uh, we we meet at the Comic Bug in Manhattan Beach every Thursday, and we like all eat cheese and talk about comics. And <laughs> yeah, that's very. That accurate. sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> How do I get an invite to this? Step one: be a woman. Step Shit. two: yeah. He's, he's I'm, actually, I'm sorry. He's pretty close. I don't I, know if you know. I just, I really thought like step one: love cheese, yeah. and I was like, oh, I yeah. got this. I Maybe got this. Maybe we can this. make a cheese lovers comics creator league. I well. so down. When you do, you let me know. Okay. There, there's a sketchy bug group that meets on Wednesdays. Uh, that is co-ed. They have significantly less cheese at their meetings, which is Not why down. I prefer ladybugs. Not down. Uh, yeah, you just you just have to be a, a lady who loves comics and who is willing to make the trek out there, and uh, people generally have a good time. It's pretty good. Mm, Manhattan Beach, all the way in uh, New York, huh? <laughs> is that how far it is? It's okay, maybe I'm not down. Fair maybe fair. maybe I won't travel that far for cheese. You don't love cheese enough. <laughs> Apparently, I don't. That's why you're not invited. <laughs> Um, now, does it? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's called the the Women's Comics Creators League. So, do you have to be a woman who is a creator, or just someone who loves comics can come down and be a part of it? Or we've had people who just love comics and they they leave wanting to make comics because yes. of the energy in the meeting. Uh, we have people who exclusively write or exclusively draw, or people who do both. 
Uh, if you only do one or the other, it's a great place to meet someone who, who like meshes with your little jigsaw puzzle piece. <laughs> um, we, we do have, um, we've got one illustrator in the group. She doesn't really do comics, but she likes comics. And we have a couple of other just comics fans who join mm-hmm. us. So it pretty much, if you're a lady and you like comics, welcome. Come eat cheese with us. <laughs> I, I, I just, I want to do that so bad. It sounds, I, just, I feel sad that I'm not in this club. Well, you could probably bring cheese to the Sketchy Bug meeting. I'm sure they'd let you. That's right. You could fix the Sketchy Bug meeting with your sweet, sweet cheese. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm bringing Show up. I brought a cheese plate. <laughs> I brought a cheese plate. I've got eight different cheeses. So who the What's fuck up? are you? What are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> You'd be like, do you do you do, uh, do you do comic stuff? Uh, no, but I, I think you missed. I said I brought a cheese plate. So. <laughs> I drove all the way from Rancho Cucamonga for this. Oh, I'm clearly carpool. on board. <laughs> <laughs> so how how did this organization uh, come about? Um, it started because there wasn't a women's comic creator group in Los Angeles. We were very surprised to find this out. I really thought mm. something like that would have existed already. So we we realized there was a need for a safe place for ladies to get together and talk about comics and make comics and inspire each other. And so it was born. Yep. And it's been going strong for how long now? About a year. We had our birthday a few weeks ago. That's great. Well, congratulations. We sang happy birthday and everything. We, we did. We had a tiny cake. It was delicious. Was it a, was it a cheesecake? Why did I miss a cake? God damn it. Was it a cheesecake? Damn it. <laughs> I missed the cake somehow. Mike. Mike there. beating us by 0. 0.3 seconds. <laughs> and you're the comedian here, man. <laughs> I know. God damn it. Sorry. I wasn't even distracted by my phone. I had no excuse at that point. Sorry. I just totally missed it. <laughs> Bravo, uh, sir. Well done. <laughs> um, and so both of you are both uh, creators. Now, are you artists, writers, both? Yes. Yep. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they They totally just pulled the sad fleck. I agree. <laughs> Option E, all, all right. of the above. Yep. Perfect. Interview over. Let's all right. Uh, what's next? Is that lunch? That's lunch, right? <laughs> that's that's lunch. Yes. Right. We're going on break. Why don't Why don't we go around the room and we'll talk about uh, our, our comics? How about that? Let's. Uh, okay. Why don't we all start? Right. Uh, let's start here, shall we? All right. Um, my name is Joey Brown, and I have a couple of different titles that I work on. One is called Heavenly Kibble Guardian Corgi. I know it's a bit you guys of a mouthful. Have a, have a thing with the mouthful. They do. They're, of cheese or it's, words, it's, one of the two. Yeah. And they have the best of both. So. <laughs> no, it's a it's a play on Sailor Moon. If you're familiar with that uh, oh, okay. Japanese anime, where it's 14 different names in the title, <laughs> and the idea basically is it's a superhero corgi. You wake up one day and you find out your dog's a superhero, and they say to you, "Whoa, hey, guess what? You're also my new sidekick." And they can transform into a magical girl and go save the world. Um, <laughs> it's very colorful, sparkles, etc. Epic. <laughs> that that sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> well, hopefully, you can go to my website and read it if you like. I, uh, I, I yeah, it it's hilarious. It is totally worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other main title, it's an ongoing webcomic at the moment that's also going to be going to print, is called Clucked, and is a sci-fi space romp about the last chicken on Earth. Yes, <laughs> yes. I like talking animals. You might have noticed this. Um, <laughs> I am noticing a theme. <laughs> I do Words other and animals. Those <laughs> are the two. And cheese. Don't forget the And cheese. cheese. Yes. Words, animals, and cheese. I feel like. You have me figured out already. I'm on yeah. board. I'm so down for this, though. <laughs> 
Now, um, is this a standard chicken, this last chicken? or He is an alien chicken. Ooh, alien. He has come to the planet Earth to look for his feather, fellow uh, brethren because he's got a war going on on his own planet. And the idea <laughs> is he's looking for more chickens to help him. He finds out when he gets there, all of the chickens are extinct because the galaxy found out chickens are the tastiest snack in the galaxy. Federation, like we were, Earth was brought into the, Gal- the Galactic Federation because of our tasty chicken. So, you know. Dude, we have chicken fries. I, Done. Yeah, essentially. Chicken fries, chicken nugs, all the delicious things. And unfortunately, we ate all the chicken. So he is the last one and everyone wants him. Because he's so I, delicious. It's a dangerous life to live. It, it is a dangerous life to live. Oh my goodness! Is there like a conglomerate organization that's sort of reminiscent of KFC that's oh, after him? Oh yes, it's called Chicky Nugs. <laughs> it is. It is run by Mama Hen. <laughs> and there's there's gonna be all kind of like fun sciencey mystery type I stuff that goes on. I love how ridiculous and out there this idea is. Uh, can can we just can I get the movie guy voice to do the just the opening trailer? Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be amazing. When you're the last chicken in the galaxy and delicious. Coming this summer. <laughs> One <record>. chicken. <laughs> One destiny. <laughs> we need that boom sound because every good trailer has that. And then they need the inception. <laughs> <laughs> he can't fly, but he tastes amazing. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And uh, you had mentioned your website. Where where can people find out more? Um, if you're interested in Clucked, it is cluckedcomic.com. And if you're interested in my other titles, because I've got a couple things you can look at on my website, it is mm. heyjoeycomics.com. My name is spelled J-O-I-E, the French way. So <laughs> <laughs> bougie, <laughs> so fancy. Those of us in the know call her Joie. <laughs> I will answer to that. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so cultured. This show just got so much class. I know, right? No. Yeah. I told right. you we like the cheese. I, I feel like now that we have them on here, people are just drinking wine and eating cheese while they're listening to the sweet sounds of the jack of all nerds. I know one person who is listening right now, and he is drinking wine. So I love it. I love it. You got to hear what they said on the jack of all nerds show. <laughs> bring the cheese if you can. And bring my port as well. <laughs> well, and I think we've just appealed to our French demographic as well, so that's yeah. good, right? We've been really trying to break into that market, so... Yes. So, merci beaucoup, uh, guys. Thanks. Anyway, moving on. All right. So, let's uh, let's hear about your comics. My my comic actually just launched my web comic last Thursday, so hipsters, if you like discovering new things, get on this show. Uh, it's called Bounty Hunter Space Besties. Jesus. God, I these names. I oh fucking my God, these love. Names. I love what you create. Can we can we change the name of the show to Bounty Hunter Space Besties, please? We, we can't because it's already been taken. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Jesus. How much do you want for that name? One million dollars, and it's yours. Oh my God. Let me let me call some people. <laughs> that is such a oh. great name. So the, the premise is, it's about these two girls who got out of college and they took the first job they could find so they could move out of their parents' place. And that was as criminal acquisition specialists. But because they were drunk when they filled out the paperwork, their official team designation is the Bounty Hunter Space Besties. And none of their colleagues take them seriously. <laughs> so this is the story of them trying to build a reputation for themselves and prove to people that they're capable. Because they are. They're very smart, intelligent women. 
but like it's just it's not happening for them. Uh, every time they they try to do the right thing, it usually they they get it done, but at the price of looking like idiots. Uh, and so I when I launched, I put up the first twenty pages, and it's so that kind of sets up the whole story. There there are like jokes in there because I can't not be funny. Um, it's true. And, hu- and humble as well. <laughs> uh, as long humility, as you're not Zack Snyder, it's fine. <laughs> as I always say, humility is for losers with nothing to brag about. <laughs> and that does not describe me. They fit right in. <laughs> we call her the all great and powerful Christine at the Ladybug meetings. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Perfect. Uh, so this is, is a new, new for you. Yep. Um, Awesome. And I'm actually on both of your websites simultaneously. Ooh. Both the desk. Uh, I'm actually on both of your sites and her sites. So it's like a three way. Whoa. Uh, it's pretty hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, Put your pants back on, like please. the, uh, so both of you do your own artwork and you write as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the artwork is, is incredible on all these. Cause that's one of the things like for me is when I go to look. For a comic, like anytime I'm at a con or anything, what really pulls me in is if there's beautiful artwork because you can have the best writing in the world and if it's terrible to look at, like I can't, I just yeah. can't get invested. Mm-hmm. I, um, I feel like it's it's the opposite though because I've read stories with terrible artwork but great writing and mm-hmm. I've like put up with it. But if it's the inverse, I'm not going to buy issue two. Mm-hmm. So I think artwork will pull people in you but the, the writing's what gets people invested mm-hmm. and that's yeah, where you get that's the word stay. Yeah. I, yeah, for me, I just like, I don't think I stick around long enough to read whether the writing is good because oh. I'm so distracted by bad art. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I can see that. Um, I mean, if they don't like have good storytelling ideas and the framing is confusing and doesn't get the point across, that will definitely hinder a good script. So you do need oh, yeah. a good artist, but mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. I've put up some, some bad constructions and <laughs> I mean, anyone here faces xkcd.com. I mean, oh, those are yeah. stick figures, but. It's really fun. It's like a brilliant exercise in how much you can get away with not drawing. <laughs> it is. Um, but again, like both of you guys have uh, very, you know, they're unique art styles, but they're like they're gorgeous. Like everything looks really, really clean and really good. So, oh, well, thank you. Thank would you. like to check this Wait, out. Which page of mine are you looking at? Because I've noticed a distinct difference between page one and page twenty, and it frustrates me so much. Uh, well, I was on page one. I'm now on page two. Ooh, and jump because, to twenty. And because it's just that easy, I'm now on page three. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> Let me know when you get to twenty and see what she's talking about. Yeah. He just starts reading. And stops doing. Yeah, you're right. Just, like, not gonna the talk whole about show, this. the whole show, just becomes Mike reading your yeah. comic. <laughs> oh, we could do a radio play. Let me just. Fl- <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, let me just flip forward. I just want to see the ending first. And then, uh, we'll go <laughs> I am now on page twenty. Whoa. Wow, that was fast. Yeah. Beautiful, right? The miracles of technology. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be your catchphrase, Danny. <laughs> Damn, that's a good he's, one. He's actually, it is a good one. He's actually had like 17 catchphrases tonight. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Yeah, when you're not here, I have to create new catchphrases. Do you? So I have a ha- lot of catchphrases. You just you just wait till I'm not here. All right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so now, what uh, what got you both interested in creating comics? Uh, what, what I like about comics is that. Oh, no, if, no, no, no. I asked you both at the same time. I want you to answer at the same oh, time, okay. time so right. that we can't hear okay, either okay. of you. One, We're all about two, talking over each other. Three. What I when like I was about comics old. is that if you, if you watch a movie, you... That was great for like the 0.5 seconds that it worked. That was so good. I started laughing too hard. I couldn't keep uh, it up. No, please continue. You, you, go, you go first. I'll go right. second. Let the all-powerful Christine talk. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, what I like about comics is that you can't make a, like a feature film on your own that looks like what you would see in, in theaters. Mm. You can't make your own TV show on your own. 
Books take a really long time to write, and no one really wants to read them because words. Uh. Yeah. Uh, but what comics, are words? With, with the not like, I was really like egotistical going into it. I just wanted to draw, but when I tried to get scripts, none of them were good, and I was like, whatever, I'll just learn how to write. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works. So, so like three years later, I'm like, all right at writing. Uh. And so now, in theory, I wish I, <laughs> I wish the radio could show her face. <laughs> Because it was amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the gist is at home, alone, in my room, without ever leaving my room or putting pants on, I can make a comic comparable to what's in stores and on racks, where I could never do a movie all by myself without pants on and still have that same Hollywood feel. Uh, I mean, you could. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on the pants thing. Yeah. Um, the internet yeah. is kind of famous for that. Yeah. I, I feel like most people get shit done without pants. Um <laughs> Um, I've always been a creator. I guess for me, just the sequential storytelling aspect of it is, has really appealed to me in my particular style. I started making comics when I was 12 years old. Um, I had my own little comic company and we competed with the other guy's comic company in the same class. We like photocopy and try to outsell each other. Um, and both of us were terrible and made terrible sales, but it's just, it was my particular thing. And what was the name of your comic company again? It was called Jackal, spelled with two J's and CK in the middle. Oh, and two L's. Yeah. Because I was an awesome 12 year old who so, thought I was cool. Like, so Jackal? Was, is yeah. it, or was there, a, was a silent J? It was a silent J. The idea was the four of us that were in the group, our first initial was in there. And then uh, the AKA that was left over was like these four names, also known as Jackal. Because, that's you know. That's pretty fucking creative for a 12 year old. <laughs> we had nothing else to do. <laughs> we made it, a lot of comics. It is amazing how boredom can breed creativity. Yeah, really, no. It really does. Uh, absolutely. It works really well. Um, so I've just always done that and I went to school and tried other things as well, but comics is just always what's had me coming back. All right. Nice. And then, uh, so, uh, so you're launching a new title. You're launching your title for the first time. What, uh, what's the grand scope? Is it, like, is your, is your web comic like a one shot? Is it going to be something that's continuing on? And same, same with yours. Uh, my web comic is going to be about 200 pages when it's done, but I do want it to be like one book where it has, like, a definite ending and I'm not leading people on for years and years. I mean, I'm going to lead my readers on for years and years because it takes a while to make 200 pages. Yeah. But it's going to be one full thought-out story with a beginning, middle, and end, and you get to, like, grow with the characters and see where they start and how they change as they get closer to their goals or farther from them and how they deal with it. What you need to do is just get picked up by HBO <laughs> and then... <laughs> Just let them write the rest of your shit for you. I'm making comics because I want to get into the movie industry. And so I just make movies as comics and pay no attention to the fact that it still frames on a page. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sound. Oh. There's no inflection to your tone, but that won't stop me. Oh, it's, it's okay, Zack Snyder. We understand. <laughs> uh, what was the question again? <laughs> I got so excited, I forgot. Uh, what is your favorite cheese? Ooh, uh, mm. Fucking great question. Oh gosh, question. that's a really hard question. <laughs> it's a very difficult question. It is I a like, very difficult question. I like question. some of those specialty cheeses you can get at Trader Joe's. Mm. Like there's this mustard cheddar situation. Mustard oh, cheddar? God. That's a thing? Oh, I am yeah. so hungry. That sounds right, well, delicious. And Sorry guys, show's me. over. I gotta run to a Trader Joe's right now. <laughs> no, the last hour is just gonna be dedicated to cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Cheese can be nerdy. I, mm. I, I, <laughs> again. I once was in a play where I had a character who was obsessed with cheese and I had a musical number all about cheeses. 
I, Do you remember a, the song? I don't. Uh, I remember uh, the show was terrible. I'm going to find this. <laughs> <laughs> I am sticking my minions on this, and we are going to get this. I would watch it. It is out there somewhere, and I will. I would watch it. I absolutely would. <laughs> anyway, the uh, the question was um, where where the scope of your comics, like where you uh, headed. Um, so for Clucked, it already has a definite ending. Uh, the co-creator, Joel Foster, and I have already decided all the things that are going to happen. It's just a matter of how much shenanigans are the characters going to get up to in between the beginning and the end. Uh, right now, we're kind of looking at about 300 pages or so, but then after that, it'll have closed ending and we'll move on to something else. So Awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you say Joel Foster? Joel Foster. As in Foster Farms? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was thinking the same thing, I didn't even think about wow. it. Wow. I like it. Oh, that's fantastic. See, yeah. we have our story meetings in barbecue places. The irony's not lost on us. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, I do like that both of you guys have like a, a definitive end that you guys have both kind of, uh, you, you've got this foresight to say, hey, we're not going to just carry this on forever and ever and ever until we run out of ideas well, and we're still doing those. Boring that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's, that speaks to you guys as being creators, uh, to say, Hey, we've got this great idea, but this great idea has an end time. We want to create more great ideas. I, I think that's really cool. I because otherwise it's like, oh, and then the character has to be abducted by aliens and they have to go back in time and they have to get pregnant. Like you run out of ideas. So they have to do all of those things. <laughs> What, what is wrong with any of those things, by the way? Wait, no, it's totally it's fine. all of those things in one story. It starts to lose focus. Yes. And you could just yes. start a new story where everything is tailored around that premise, mm-hmm. and you'll have a better ending because it's like a problem your characters are tailored for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's comics. I mean, you know, even if you finish Clucked, and then you're like, I want to go back to it. There's always Clucked Origins. And you know what yeah, I mean? that's true. You know, the prequel. Clucked they Year so One. Mouth shut. You know what I mean? There's all Clucked that. Year One. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Year of the egg. <laughs> Which came first? <laughs> wow, we are firing ideas for when you run out of you know, run just, out of ideas. You know, just so. give me a panel, we'll call it square, guys. <laughs> you don't see it now. I'm taking notes in my head. I will remember. <laughs> All right, we have to take our next commercial break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to delve into more of the creative process of making comics with uh, with you two ladies. Ooh, all right. Yes. And I'm gonna, right thank you I'm for talk. making that sound sexy. And, I, and I'm going to talk just like this the rest of the show. No, I don't think I can maintain that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you uh, want to join the conversation, give us a call 909-989-0789 or messages on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds. We will be right back. Radio, Good Radio, and Chaotic Radio. In that order. Have you ever fell victim to a misleading furniture ad? You know the ones that overpromise and underdeliver. Most of those companies promise big savings but always fall short. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture in Rancho Cucamonga is here to change your furniture shopping experience. Quality, a huge selection, and the best pricing. Comfort Plus has it all. You can furnish your entire home at a fraction of retail pricing. Call Comfort Plus now for our current specials, 909-481-3300. Comfort Plus is conveniently located on 4th Street between Archibald and Haven, just north of the 10 Freeway in beautiful Rancho Cucamonga. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture offers your family a difference you can feel. For more info, go to comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. Make sure to mention Chaotic Radio. 
That's comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. Brandon, what's up? Dude, we have a new partner here at Chaotic Radio called Puro Clean. Have you heard of them? Name sounds familiar. They're the people you call when you have water damage or mold, stuff like that. I remember waking up on Christmas morning to a flooded house. Totally sucked. PuroClean also handles biohazard waste and fire damage. Man, these are some good dudes. PuroClean can handle all of that? Yep. Go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300. That's it? Just go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's all you got to do. They're the paramedics of property damage. So PuroClean handles water or fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup? All of that? Swear, Brandon, nothing gets by you. Sharp as attack. Look, if you don't believe me, listen to the man himself. Hello, my name is Ruben Terrazes, and at PuroClean, water damage, fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup is our business. Let my highly trained staff ensure that your home or business are safe and secure. PuroClean is approved by all major insurance companies and ready to restore your property today. Call PuroClean today, 909-360-5300, or go to PuroClean.com today. What does it mean to be an American? Baseball? Apple pie? Fourth of July? At M.K. Smith Chevrolet, it means much more. Honesty, integrity, and pride in a hard day's work. Nothing embodies what it means to be an American more than M.K. Smith Chevrolet. Suburban and Freedom, Camaro and Choice, Corvette and Strength. The story writes itself. Find us at mksmithchevrolet.com and join us in celebrating what it means to be an American. Second to none since 1941. M.K. Smith Chevrolet. Avengers Cycle Works is a full-service and custom bike build repair shop specializing in motor rebuilds, transmission work, insurance repairs, performance mods, and much, much more. Avengers Cycle Works. I am Zig, owner of Avengers Cycle Works in San Bernardino. I'm a rider just like you, and I ride every day. I am also a rider coach and know that a motorcycle needs to be in top shape. Whether it's just cruising down the road, hitting your favorite canyon, track day, or playing in the dirt, I have 30-plus years' experience and hope I can take care of your bike like it's my own. Call us today at 909-387-9700. That's 909-387-9700. Or take a look at our website at AvengersCycleWorks.com. We back our work and writing. Shiny side up. Riddle me this, Batman. Where can I find the best selection of comic books in the Inland Empire? I'm not playing your twisted game, Nigma. Oh, just answer the question, Batsy, and we'll let you go. <laughs> yes, unless you think you have something to fear. You might want to find someone to write new riddles. The answer is Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. They have the biggest selection of comics, graphic novels, and collectibles. For more information, visit them on the web at fourcolorfantasies.com or give them a call at 909 563 
fourcolorfantasies.com, 909-563-8751. He got every detail correct. <laughs> Who came up with this Played ridiculous question? You did. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll leave that to you next time. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have to let him go. But I didn't get to use my fear toxin. Listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Odin's Beard, what great entertainment you have here in Midgard. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds. Uh, you're breaking out some old ones there, Danny. I haven't heard these in forever. I was like, that doesn't sound uh, yeah. familiar at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we haven't heard it in like a year, I think. I was like, yeah. I, what? how long has it been since I've been here? I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. The last time I heard that one, I was actually a guest on the show. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I only missed one week. Yeah. Just just one. I haven't heard the Marvin the Martian one in forever either, so good oh. for you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, tonight on the show, everybody, we have Joey and Christine from Ladybug Comics in the studio. And uh, before the break, we were talking about their uh, their comics. Uh, before we get back to talking about your comics, um, there is something that I did need to mention. I was supposed to do it at the start of the show, but I forgot. Uh, I don't know why I said that like that right then. But anyway, so um, uh, last year before um, uh, John, our... Our, used to be our engineer mm. before he passed last year. Uh, he was working on a game called Beat the Border. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a board game, like a marijuana-themed yeah. board game. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, was, and, uh, it was pretty great, actually. I'm on board. And a uh, friend of the show, John Narcomi, who's a comic artist and creator himself, mm-hmm. he actually did the artwork for the game and everything like that. Uh, they are currently running a Kickstarter for the game, and uh, I told them that we would give them a mention. Nice. Um, so go to facebook.com forward slash beat the border, and uh, there you can find the link to the Kickstarter. Go show some support, you know. Get a copy of the board game. Yeah, please do. I, I've seen, uh, I, I saw the, what was it, the prototype? The first one that it came out with. He brought mm-hmm. it to the studio and I was like, oh, this is, I would play this. Like, it's, it's pretty great. So yeah, please, please support that. Me and Glennie got to, uh, preview the game and shoot some footage for the commercials for it. And it's really fun. There's like a handful of variations you can play with the main game and it plays a lot like Monopoly. Um, but with weed. But with weed. Know. It's Budopoly. <laughs> Budopoly. <laughs> so there you go. Just get high and play Monopoly, but play this game, and it works. Is it, do they have a luxury Kush sp- spot? <laughs> uh, actually, I think they, I think they do. Actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my goodness. So yes, definitely check that out. And then the other thing that we should have mentioned at the start of the show is, uh, Happy Mother's Day! Oh <laughs> yeah! Uh, to uh, I was like, that's like the whole reason I was tired. I had to get up and have yeah. breakfast at like seven thirty this morning. Everybody so knows Mother's Day. Mother's Day ends at two p.m. because that's when brunch closes. <laughs> I celebrated Mother's Day like you're supposed to. I went out and I planted a mother so that she will grow into a beautiful tree. Is that? <laughs> am I getting my holidays mixed up? I think you are. You are. You are. It's yeah. uh, that's Earth Day. 
Um, oh. Yeah. So you, you can call a- her. You can call her Mother Earth, but they're still two different holidays. Um, take a tree out to brunch that, on that Earth Day, then. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. the restaurant did look at me a bit funny when I tried to do that. I'm sure Applebee's is not down, <laughs> dude. Applebee's with you is and your ficus. <laughs> Uh, but no, in all seriousness, uh, to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Uh, except Aww. yours. Right, except mine. That, that was, that was implied. I think. <laughs> to all the mothers that matter, happy Mother's Day. Hallmark. Uh, anyway, getting back to comics. Uh, so ladies, let's talk more about your comics. And I do want to get into the actual, like, creative process because, um, I mean, Derek and I both have, uh, web comics ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I like hearing other people, like how you, how you get into it, you know, pants, no pants, whatever. Like that's, you know, it's already been established that one of us <laughs> in this room does not wear pants when they're creating. I, 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 my creative process. Yeah. No, I will admit that 90% of my comic series I've made without pants. So that's pretty common. And you live with a cat, and your cat's the focus of the, like, it's a yeah. bit weird, Derek. I'm not going to lie. The ritual starts with me taking off my pants, <laughs> and then watching what my cat does. And then opening a can of tuna. And then, uh, yes, that's very important. Thank you. I don't know why you would know my writing process like that. It's a little creepy. It's in the, it's, it's right underneath your, never mind. Anyway, uh, so, ladies. <laughs> So, I mean, do you, because you guys do it both, like, obviously, I'm a writer, I have a, an artist that I pay to do my comic strips, same with Derek, he's a writer, um, but you guys do it both, so do you have, uh, like, do you write your ideas out first, and then the, the, you know, the artwork comes, or do you start with the art and inspires the story, like, how does it, how does it work for you? Um, for when I'm writing everything by myself, I do kind of do an outline kind of thing, and then I sort of thumbnail, and then I allow the writing to inform the thumbnails to inform the writing and back and forth until it just kind of shuffles together over time. Um, for Cluck, Joel actually writes the script. We mm. do story meetings. He writes the physical script, and then I do all the rest of the process. So it's, but again, we still kind of follow that same idea where he, we have our outline. I do some thumbnails and he writes the script and then as I'm drawing I make changes to it and we kind of go back and forth until we get the final product. Right. So for for the first 20 pages of Bounty Hunter Space Besties, I I did actually write out an entire script to make sure that by the end of it people would be hooked hopefully and then went back and drew it page by page. Uh for the second half, I'm going or not second half, the second installment, I'm going to try something closer to Marvel style, which is where you have like a vague idea of what's supposed to happen on each page and where they start and where they end and how they get there. And then the stuff like dialogue isn't thought up until all of the pages are completed. Mm. So then it's more focused on making sure the visual storytelling aspects are there. And so you aren't trying to cram too many like panels into a page where it does or doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So you kind of plan like you know there's going to be dialogue, but you don't actually come up with it until you've got it all laid out. Yeah, and so it's hopefully something that will come to me really easily while I'm drawing because I I did end up changing stuff in the first uh, installment just because I, I was realizing things weren't working or making sense. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's a part where I have someone using like a badge communicator device, and he's like, ah, I found you on the GPS. We'll be there in five minutes. And I was like, he's from like a magical world. Well, how does he know what a, a GPS or a minute is? <laughs> so I, I went back and changed that after doing a Google search of what old people do with technology. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is dedication right there. 
And so I, people consistently point that part out as one of their, their favorites in the first installment. So That's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so angry and frustrated. <laughs> so great. Now, you said uh, installments. So do you um, you release like a number of pages each time you do it? Is how you? I'm, I'm going to do it a page a week. I guess my brain isn't functioning right because I just did the first uh update which was 20 pages because mm-hmm. i know if i did one page at a time from the very beginning it'd be harder to get people interested yeah you gotta and hook. so yeah so now that i'm like pushing for people to look at it bountyhunterspacebesties.com everyone check it out right now forget this radio show <laughs> <laughs> no you can you can multitask you can multitask wow. and bridge burn this is an audio medium that's a visual medium yeah. like they, yeah. they go together that's fine yeah you you're you're smart listeners we know because you're listening to, to this right now and you can do both Oh, look at her! Look at her try to make up for that. (laughs) Digging out of a hole. (laughs) I should just just burn this bridge and just like run out. I've already said the the URL for my website, you guys. (laughs) She doesn't (laughs) like doing here. She's like deuces. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sam actually asked. uh, He has a question for you guys. Um, If you guys, if your works were to be like just totally blown up and a studio ends up buying your work and they want to make feature films of them. How many of them would you let Zack Snyder direct? <laughs> How much money are they giving me? Yeah, yeah that's a good that question. Does have a lot he, to do with it. He said, he said a title for one of yours would be clucked the dark meat. <laughs> um, I love that. That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel like Zack Snyder would totally be down. Huh. Well, I guess depending on what the idea behind the story is, I might be on board. Also, well, well, how much money? Well, there's there's no story. I don't know if you've seen how Zack Snyder directs. Yeah, I think that's um, a good point, actually. Oh, no, good there point. was there was there was like five stories. That was oh, the problem. Right. There's okay. way too many stories yeah, going so on. So there's like six films that are all crammed into one, and that's clucked the dark meat. And the it would have job to be a terrible. lot of money then. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a right. lot of money. All right. Well, there you go, Sam. There's Party. your answer. Probably wants to pull like a Brian K. Vaughn because he wrote uh, Why the Last Man, which is this brilliant, amazing series about the last man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It, it's amazing. And like studio after studio came up to him and they were like, we want to buy this. We want to turn it into like a TV series so everyone can see it. And they'd be like, so first of all, we don't like that there's only one man. We want to change that. And he's like, you clearly don't understand this now. <laughs> <laughs> and like studio after studio came to him. I think it was like eight total. And he just shot every single one down just because like, no, you don't understand my creative vision. I'm that's, not a whore. That's so good. That's but great. Now that's eventually, integrity. eventually, and this is the great part. There's actually a studio out there that's okay with the idea of a TV series that only has one man as the premise. And so, uh, I think in theory, it's in production right now, which wow. is exciting. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty yeah. exciting. It's a fun series. So, yeah. are, so are you saying that you would have that kind of gall to, to hold out? I'd like to think that. Oh, I, I feel like she would, though. I, I feel like she would. That's, if they, like, come in and say, first of all, we want to change the name. Out. I'm out. I don't no. know. Everyone has their price. <laughs> why, why would you want to change that name? Yeah, well, no, I don't. shouldn't. There's I no feel like that to. would be all they were buying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were like, look, we don't give a fuck about your story, but that name, $25 million. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> it's not even mine. Sold. <laughs> I'll take that. And it, well, that's the thing, though. It's like it's easy to say ahead of time. You're like, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell out. But the moment that a check is offered, yeah. no, you, you don't go into comics to make check? money. Yeah. So if someone's offering me buttloads of money so I could just make comics full time. I mean, I do have that idea for Space Party Adventure Cool, yeah. I could make it a new comic. 
It's another really long title. <laughs> but yeah, it's if the acronym is just... Spacey, because it happens in space, okay. which I like. Because Bounty Hunter Space Spacey, that's just BHSB, which is my one regret about the name. That, and it's too long to make my name on Twitter. They have a 20-character limit for yeah. some reason. Oh. Those bastards. Yeah. Fucking Twitter. I was trying to limit those characters, man. I know. Forcing your creativity into 140 characters and a bunch of dicks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, back to the creative process. No, no, we're done with that. Uh, no. <laughs> what, so, when you guys both, like, first started, what, uh, what comics inspired you? Like, or were you like, I don't read comics. I create my own. Oh no, I, I read so many comics. I, my, I inhaled because I was trying to figure out how to make it a succinct answer. Because <laughs> um, it was just like, it was almost like a, like a gooey of just all these titles flashing by my eyes. And I'm like, which one do I choose? You could break it into a song, Animaniac style, if you want. Like that's. <laughs> I, like I have to practice. I need to write that ahead of time. Oh my gosh. Um, I read all kinds of stuff. I really particularly like, uh, graphic novel, like graphic novel style things as, uh, I like ongoing comics as well, obviously, mm-hmm. but graphic novels I like because they have a, a distinct ending. And so I think that was a lot of my inspiration with the stories that I come up with is that I come up with a finished complete story that I want to tell and then want to make a comic of it. So mm-hmm. when just, I went on a graphic novel reading spree the year before we started Clucked and then, I was just like, okay, let's do this because I love web comics, but I also want so many of them to have an ending because they go on forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird hybrid kind of situation that we're doing. So it, graphic novels and, and comics and web comics and anything sequential. So the answer is everything. Everything inspired me. Everything inspired everything. me. Everything. <laughs> Cheese, wine, Especially graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> and Christine? Um, it's, it's really unfortunate because the first graphic novel I ever got really, really into and excited about was J.H. William III's Batwoman, which, uh, if you read that, you know that it didn't end because of creative differences when they had two issues left. So that was a pretty terrible way to start off my, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. The whole uh, point of a graphic novel is that there's an end. <laughs> I did not get that end, so I think I continued foolishly trying to read titles with the characters I liked instead of the creators that I liked. Mm. Uh, and so that's like listeners at home looking to get into comics. It's not about the characters because every new writer is going to change their personalities and their look and their behavior. Sometimes artists will do that without like thinking about it. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. I was like uh, in my late teens and I picked up one of the Titans books and like Raven, a 16 year old girl was wearing like a crop top and a thong and it was just gross to me yeah. at the time. And so eventually I started learning about like Image, which is an amazing publisher, uh, Kelly Sudaconic, Matt Fraction. Yeah. Uh, cool. My brother got me a Marvel Unlimited subscription one year, which was amazing. <laughs> uh, so I got to read a lot of like She Hulk and Young Avengers. And I got mm. really into like Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, who do Wicked and the Divine. Uh, so I just, I like really good comics with like good, like beautiful art and like funny scripts and interesting concepts. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that out there, which is great. Uh, and even, even Marvel, it's just, it's supposedly like just superheroes, but they have a She-Hulk run where she's just being a lawyer, which is amazing. Actually, I was reading that. that yeah. 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 Charles Soule did such a good job with that. I, I think, I think you bring up a really good point of following, you know, the creator and following mm-hmm. the artist rather than following the character because, uh, I, I guess a great example would be somebody like Batman who's gone through 
so many incarnations, both good and bad. And if you're just trying to follow that character, you're going to stumble along a lot of series where you're like, this is awful. Like, this is a horrible, what is this? Uh, but then if you're following the creators and they're creators that like tell the story of Batman the way you would want to, then you can constantly follow what they're doing. It is difficult though, because if you like a character, you want to read about that character. Right. And then like when they do things like switch it up mid, mid go, like, uh, the, there was a series of Moon Knight recently that started with Warren Ellis and it was phenomenal. And then like four or five issues in, he was like, I'm out. And yeah. they brought in a new writer and you're just like, what? No, 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 come back. Yeah. And then they quickly ended the series. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, come well, on. the, the, w- the one comic that I really like is, uh, it's a uh, Batman and Superman, not versus it's them, them together. Then the first two volumes, uh, it's like Joseph Lieb and, uh, someone else and they're the creators and the, uh, in the, uh, the writers and, they're, those first two are amazing. And then they switch up the writers, but keep the artwork and the scripts just like, it just tanks. Like it's a whole different series. And you're like, wait, what am I reading? Like what happened between volume two and volume three? It's so drastically different. But that's the thing though. When you're, when you like those characters and you're invested in those characters, you kind of stick through the crap yeah. just because yeah. you want to see where they go. And uh, it is unfortunate sometimes. But My own personal experience with that, if we want to go back several decades, um, one of my favorite comics as a child was Archie's Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. You guys ever read that? I did not. It was, well, it's okay. Um, it was uh, it was interesting because they would switch up sometimes artists within the same book. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then you would get a... What a mind fuck. <laughs> it was very confusing for my young developing mind for Sonic to be drawn so many different ways. And they would switch out writers and the series was on this really great kick for a while and they switched out like the main guy and the editor and suddenly it just kind of like turned right and went off into the, he started going back in time and got abducted by aliens and like, you see what, like that kind of thing. And yeah. so, and then they fixed, they got a new writer team back in and then it started like after, you know, 50 or 75 issues, it started pull, pulling back towards the good. So it is really more about the creators and following who it's, you like. It's so sad that like, you know, when people are running out of ideas, when they're like, guys, what should we do? Make him get abducted by aliens. That's that's original, right? So you're, you're saying I need to change season three of the Dark Crusader because that was my whole that was my oh, thing. I'm kidding. Awkward. <laughs> I, I'll never run out of ideas because I'm making fun of the current stuff. So have you guys heard the origin story for like how like The Walking Dead got that contract with Image? Because initially Robert Kirkman was like buddies with the people at Image, and they kept saying no, zombies are overdone. We've all seen it. It's not going to be interesting. So he was like, hey, you know what? Actually, don't tell anyone, but I'm going to plot all of these little Easter eggs about an alien invasion. And then, about ten issues in, I'm going to reveal that the zombies were caused by aliens. And then the editor's image were like, fuck yes! Oh my god, why didn't why didn't you tell me this? Come on, come on, you know me. Here you, Here's your contract. And so he was like a few issues in, and they're like, wow, this is really good. Sales are up, you, you have me hooked, and I didn't I didn't realize you could do this. You've done a great job, but... Where are the where are the Easter eggs? I haven't caught any yet. He's like, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a strong sales well, game well right done. there. It well is. done, Robert. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so let's let's get back to talking about Ladybug comics mm-hmm. real quick. So why is it? Why do you guys feel that it is important to have 
a women's comics creators league. Have you ever tried to talk about feminism on the internet before? Mm. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. that ends that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, unfortunately, even if you don't use hashtags, like, like I think I had a friend who once had like, mentioned that she would cat called out and it was really rude and it made her feel uncomfortable. And apparently there are people out there who just troll around looking for people who mention that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, so they give them a hard time. The internet is a dark, yeah. dark place. It really is. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, sometimes that'll even, like, carry over in person. And so, like, in our, like the, the comic bug's really cool, and they knew we wanted a safe space so we could just bring in more women who love comics and let them know, like, there are, there are more of us out there, and you can, like, talk to us about what you're frustrated about or excited about, and you can eat cheese with us. It's dangerous so to go jealous. alone. Yeah. Take a team. Yeah. So jealous. And so it's really just like this almost a hive mind mentality of like, let's get as many women making comics as possible because it's, we all have like these really unique voices, which you can see in our anthology, which is coming out. Uh, and Wednesday. Yeah, we're having the release party. I actually don't know if there will be cheese at the release party. Ooh, there should be. Uh, well, we then should, I'm not we going. Take care of that. So. Nice cheese There's plate. a Trader Joe's next door. We yeah. can take care of that. All right. <laughs> No, but gotta I, have the cheese. It's very important. I think a lot of the idea is that it's it's women and young girls, especially, don't know that they can make comics, mm-hmm. and so and and they'll come out and sometimes they'll see some of the fray on the internet and they get scared and they're just like, "Whoop, nope, I'm the note rocket out of here, just screw it." Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to have a group that's there that's like, "Hey, you can come in, you can talk about whatever, you can hang out, you can chill. We're going to inspire you to make comics. Get them they realize they can make comics. They're allowed to make comics. They can make them, they can talk about them, they can buy them. All of these things. It's just nice to have that area and that very inspirational moment and that group around you to be like, "Okay, this is fine. Mm-hmm. We're all fine here." Yeah. So, yeah. and on the bright side, it's like the best time to be a woman who's into comics because we have so many great new titles coming out that aren't desperately catering to us they're just genuinely good stories that happen to have women in them and on the creative team and like web comics are like a lady's world basically because that's it's just this place where like women realize they could tell whatever story they want without Mm. running it by a publisher and when we were given an inch we took a mile which is really nice (laughs) uh so it's like there's so many like great comics out there and that's one of the advantages of the ladybugs is that i get so many wonderful recommendations there it's amazing Awesome. Uh, real quick, a quick aside. Uh, I got a message from Joel Foster. <laughs> uh, and he asked me to tell Joey to get specialty cheeses on the way home. He says he's writing issue two of Clucked right now and it's easier with dipping sauce. <laughs> <laughs> now, he didn't specify if I was supposed to say that on the air or not, but I did. Oh, so. so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. If, if there's any Trader Joe's open still, by the time we're done, I'll stop in there and get some cheese. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, sorry, sorry to pull away. Nope, <laughs> nope, it's so it. good. Uh, no, I, I, I love that you guys stand for that. I, th- I think that's great. Um, uh, one of the, my, my girlfriend is kind of in that, uh, she's kind of in a like a classic nerd thing, mm-hmm. uh, cause she kind of grew up, uh, uh, she grew up with a, a younger brother who was totally allowed to like love comics and video games and like she wanted to, but it wasn't like socially acceptable at the time. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of in this weird state where she's like, no, I love all of that stuff, but like I can't seem to come to grips with the idea that like it's okay for me as a woman to be like, no, I love comics too. And I love video games and I love nerdy stuff and it's not. Just like a, it's not weird anymore. And it was for a long time. Like it was really 
it wasn't socially acceptable now that, uh, I guess nerd culture is cool. Uh, there, there are, they're allowing everybody to kind of enjoy it. And I think it's great that you guys represent that, that, uh, voice in, in the nerd culture. I think that's awesome. Yeah. We yeah. can help people like her. Like, come to our meetings. And I, we can I, help you come I'm out of your comics you, closet. I, look, I want her to just, <laughs> I want her to A-A embrace it so bad. <laughs> I do. I do. I want her to embrace it so bad. Two minutes so in bad. a room with us and she will be shameless about her nerd God, Oh, I, yeah. all right. I'm going to have to connect <laughs> you guys. Uh, she's, uh, she might even be more nerdy than I am. I Ooh. like, but it's so, cl- it's, uh, it's so sadly closeted. She just has to let I, it out. Yeah. I know. No. She's got to be in a, send her, send her to us. We'll fix her. All right. All right. <laughs> Done. And she loves cheese. So we're all, and wine. Yeah. So you guys are well, already friends. Going, going, getting back to that front, I uh, just got another message from Joel Foster. Uh, and he just said, and wine. So oh, cheese okay. and wine. Yeah. You we guys are going to be, you sometimes. just made a new best friend, by the way. <laughs> oh, did he drink all of it already? <laughs> Going to the store. All right. <laughs> uh, it is time for our final commercial break of the evening. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Ladybug's comics, and because uh, I want to, I want to hear like what goes on in a meeting. You know what I mean? Pants? Ooh. Are there pants? Yes, there are pants. Lots okay, pants. I had to ask with Christine because I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's at home in like, my room. Okay, so that's not it's not a public endeavor. You just no, it's, okay. it's part of the creative process, yeah. not the yeah, meeting I mean, process. Is, if they just for if you come to a meeting and everyone's like, we want everyone to be comfortable, Christine, what are you doing? Put, <laughs> put, your, put your pants back on. So. If you wish to join the conversation, give us a call 909-989-0789 or messages on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds. We will be right back. Chaotic Radio, because the rest is just a waste of time. Riddle me this, Batman. Where can I find the best selection of comic books in the Inland Empire? I'm not playing your twisted game, Nigma. Oh, just answer the question, Batsy, and we'll let you go. <laughs> yes, unless you think you have something to fear. You might want to find someone to write new riddles. The answer is Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. They have the biggest selection of comics, graphic novels, and collectibles. For more information, visit them on the web at fourcolorfantasies.com or give them a call at 909-563-8751. Fourcolorfantasies.com, 909-563-8751. He got every detail correct. Well, who came up with this ridiculous question? You did. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll leave that to you next time. (laughs) Oh, well, I guess we have to let him go. But I didn't get to use my fear toxin. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like Mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up, guys? It's the barber from the Rantaholics. As some of you know, I may or may not have paid a visit to a courtroom in my life. Okay, maybe two. 
This doesn't make me the brightest bulb, but one thing is for sure, I always remember to call attorney Scott Henry. When they say to me, who's your one phone call, you best believe I'm calling attorney Scott Henry. At the law offices of Scott Henry, criminal defense is what they eat for breakfast. Don't leave your future in freedom up to some fly-by-night attorney that your mom met at bingo. Take it from me, these things are important. If the Popo's got your number, you better have attorney Scott Henry's. Oh, and did I mention he specializes in DUI? If you should have called Uber, but you didn't, then call Scott Henry today. His number is 888-444-7210. That number again is 888-444-7210. Don't mess around, friends. It's your future. Scott is also on the interwebs at www.duipractice.com. Don't take chances. Call a professional. Hey, what's up? This is Chappie from Chaotic Motorsports. Have you been thinking about riding a motorcycle? I have. Maybe for saving time and money on your commute or just being a weekend warrior. Then reach out to the crew at RideRight.net. RideRight is the state's leading certified motorcycle training school that will help you get your DMV riding requirements to get your license fast. Hey, everyone. This is Zig from the Zig Zone. And not only do I raid the airwaves on my show, but I also have been a rider for more than 30 years. I am also a motor motorcycle training instructor for Ride Right. I've been teaching for Ride Right for over a decade and I can tell you that all of the instructors are fantastic. Whether you're new to riding or currently riding want to improve your skills, Ride Right is for you. It's easy and very affordable with three locations in California to serve you, Riverside, Van Nuys and Temecula and more on the way. Go to their website at riderite.net. That's R-I-D-E-R-I-T-E dot net or you can call them at 951-736-8179. That's 951-736-8179. So even if you don't have a bike, call them. They supply the bikes for training and can help you get your license. Make sure you tell them Zig sent you and mention Chaotic Radio for a special discount. I will see you there. Are you and your friends looking for a fun night out, but you're tired of the same old gathering spots? Then you need to get Roadhoused. The Etiwanda Roadhouse, located at 12583 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Conveniently located near the Day Creek exit off the 210 freeway. The Etiwanda Roadhouse has nightly food specials, drink specials, pub trivia, karaoke, live entertainment and dancing, and all your favorite sports displayed on large flat screen televisions. For more information, check them out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash e roadhouse that's facebook.com forward slash e roadhouse get roadhouse at the etiwanda roadhouse craig and sons termite and pest control family owned and operated proudly serving the inland empire for over 20 years nice friendly trained technicians specializing in treatments for ants spiders fleas ticks and roaches we also take care of gophers and rodents getting bites and not quite sure from what ask about our bed bug detection and treatment offers military and senior discounts are available don't forget to mention our free termite inspections call craig and sons toll free 800-281-2219 no gimmicks or long-term contracts just good old-fashioned quality service from our family to yours Oh, hi-ho, everyone. This is Kermit the Frog. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, we've got Joey and Christine from Ladybug Comics in the studio. Uh, actually, a couple more quick messages for the both of you, actually. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Mark Alexander Martinez 
said to tell Christine that there will be cheese and cheese tamales at the Ladybug release party. Oh, perfect. See, now you can come. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Wednesday. Be there Wednesday. I'm down. Okay. I, I don't know when I work, but I'll be there. <laughs> it's Wednesday evening, I think, from 5 to 9. Is it? I thought it was six to nine. We should mm-hmm. we should we find, should find out. that out. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, send it to me, and I, I will to, try to be there. I don't think I can make it to New York in that time frame. <laughs> I, I know Manhattan Beach is just so far away. Uh, I'll book a flight. <laughs> I I got this, guys. Oh, Cheese is worth it. <laughs> I've forgotten the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> it usually happens around this time. <laughs> happens. It is kind of late. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So. It, so what what actually happens at a meeting uh, for Ladybug Comics? What do you what do you guys do? The meetings officially start at six o'clock, so that's when Ladybugs start uh, like drifting in after work to, Some to people hang out. Work till six. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, people will like drift in and out, pop next door to the Trader Joe's because every every meeting's a potluck, but none of us ever prepare ahead of time. <laughs> we've, we've actually talked to Trader Joe's about sponsorship. Uh, we think that'd be nice. We could put an yeah. ad for them in our books. I could, mm-hmm. They could be my go-to grocery store in Bounty Hunter Space Besties. They're the only one left, you know. Uh. <laughs> it's like an outpost in space. Yeah, Trader Joe's, <laughs> where everyone, good idea, where every actually. employee is oh extremely God, courteous, yeah. <laughs> and they all wear sandals. <laughs> it's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I think at about seven o'clock, that's when Ladybug business starts. Uh, so we will have announcements about upcoming conventions we're going to table at, projects we're working on because we have anthologies that come out. And then that's, we also have workshops that we're trying to have at every meeting so that we could all collectively pool our, our knowledge and resources and level up as a group. Cause it's not just enough to make comics. We want to take over and you have to be good to do that. Mm-hmm. It's true. I just did one actually on coloring comics. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was a fun little, it was color theory and coloring comics, like how to flat and how to do it, like technically the correct way and that kind of thing. And Christine just had one about anatomy. Uh, we, we asked the ladybugs what they were interested in and no one said anatomy, but they felt like we all needed to work on it. So yeah. the official title is the anatomy tutorial that no one asked for. And people were very so, happy with, with how it turned out. So good. So good. I'm very good at naming things. DC should fire me just for that. They really should. They absolutely should. I I feel like a petition is in order. <laughs> I feel like that uh, that little extra title should be attached onto Grey's Anatomy, the Grey's Anatomy that nobody asked for, because that show, good God. Yeah. Everyone died and they're still on air. I, I don't know. know how that happened. Um Game of Thrones, Derek. M- Game Misfits. of Thrones. Misfits is actually pretty good once you get like attached to the new characters. Just wish it had been a clean break between casts. Uh, I just recently rewatched all of it. So, um, so what? So what else happens? I mean, is it? I mean, does? I assume that it, every meeting is a little bit different. Obviously, if you're mm-hmm. if you're doing like a workshop or something like that, um, do you guys actually just sit and create? Yeah, uh, as well. Is Absolutely. That part of it? You'll bring your Cintiq or you'll bring your paper and you'll draw and, and you can get feedback immediately from the people around you. Like, hey, what do you think about this particular page layout? Is it working or do I need to work on my composition? Um, and we also have, um, a Google Hangout set up for our satellite members who are, we have like one in Portland and oh, some nice. in San Francisco. Like they're mm-hmm. too far away to be able to make it. So they just dial in. Sometimes I do that if I have too much work to mm-hmm. do. So I'll just mm-hmm. dial in from home. I live 15 minutes away. I really don't have an excuse, <laughs> but. You know, and th- so that way, like, they'll pipe in and ask questions and they'll show their works. So they can screen share. And we have this really big, uh, TV that's mounted on the wall of the comic bug. And so with speakers and everything. So it's almost like they're there. Mm-hmm. Technology is amazing. <laughs> and I assume everyone is, uh, is very supportive 
Like there's not like a oh, Karen yeah. of the group who's just <laughs> oh, a dick to everybody. Like, there really isn't. It's just like unconditional support. Like if you, you show people your work, like you aren't going to feel bad about it at the end. You're going to feel really like good and excited. And like, like if there's critique, it's like to make you feel better about how much better you can do. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's in a constructive yeah. way that yeah. it's going to help. I, 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 almost, I almost want there to be a comic series where it's Karen that shows up to these ladybug <laughs> meetings and she's just stuffing her face with cheese like, I don't like it. I hate all of you. <laughs> Starts telling lies and it's like <laughs> Mean Girls, the comic version. Write <laughs> it. I would watch it, actually. Yeah. You would watch the comic version? That's... Weird. The movie. Well, it's, oh. it's, yeah. it's clearly Big directed. By, it's clearly directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I was just thinking about because Hollywood is so ridiculous that to take Mean Girls, it turns into a comic version that gets remade <laughs> into a movie. You know it would happen. It would. It would absolutely happen. And of course, the, the thought process would be: I love these girls. They're such good friends, and they support each other. Let's make it a movie. But like, what if they hated each other? <laughs> That'll make it more interesting. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, get ready because when when Space Besties gets turned into a movie, they're going to change the title to Space Busties, uh, and it's going to sure be you know, it's, it's all it's sex. Well, it's that, gonna no, they're going to change the titles to Mean Girls in Space. <laughs> mean Girls in Space. <laughs> Bounty Hunter Space apathetic about themselves. Uh, so now you guys mentioned comic book conventions. That's actually where I discovered you guys. I don't actually know who it was that I spoke to, but, uh, that's where we met and talked shop and yeah. arranged for this cool. fabulous meeting that we're having tonight. Yes. Um, so, uh, like what, uh, what upcoming conventions are you guys going to be at? Do you, or do you know that information? Uh, I know there are going to be ladybugs at San Diego Comic Con. We don't have an official booth, but a lot of us will probably have like buttons and pins that we're handing out anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. At least one of the days. And then what do you guys do at conventions, like when you have a booth space? Is it, um, do, I assume not everybody who goes to the meetings goes to the conventions, but do you guys like swap in and out? Like, how does that? Oh, we'll kind of cover the table for each other. So we'll have, you know, our books, like our, like we had a Ladybug Slam book at, um, was it WonderCon? Um, so everybody put a sample of work together that we were selling, and then individual ladybugs can have their items at the table that they're also mm-hmm. selling. And now that the anthology is coming out, we can sell that at the table and just kind of cover each other. So once we go to a panel, we make sure someone's at the table running mm-hmm. it, and it actually makes doing exhibiting at a convention much easier because I do a lot of tables by myself. And when you're sitting there by yourself for the whole weekend and you want to go to a panel, tough luck. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, or even so I, I split my table a lot with booth mates, like people that I work with. And sometimes it's just so slammed. You still can't get away from the table. So having like a team of eight is amazing mm-hmm. for that. You can actually go to portfolio reviews and panels and check mm-hmm. people out. And it's really it's really great, actually, for when you don't want to go like whole hog and do the entire table mm-hmm. yourself. Okay. Well, uh, talk, uh, talk anthology to me. What's, uh, what's this anthology that I keep hearing all about? It's called The Ladybug Anthology. Yeah. It's, uh, we, we didn't have a theme going into it. It's just, uh, we asked all of our creators to, like, make comics and we told them if, it, if like, it can go into an anthology and we can, oh, this is the exciting part. We got Barbara Kiesel, editor from the, like, the Dark Horse Star Wars comics and Watchmen to wow. go through our comics with us wow. and, like, tell us how we can make it better. And again, it's that thing where she gave us such good feedback and criticism that, like, Everyone came out of it really excited to make their comic even better. That's so awesome. She's a really good editor. She's, she's the best. Like, she knew my story better than me. <laughs> yeah. 
And she told me to like incorporate more cats, which is the best note I've ever gotten. I wish she had told me down, that. Down. Yeah. So down. My web my web series is about cats. So <laughs> that works. Nice. <laughs> uh so is this a this is a volume one of the anthology? We're, yes, we're gonna hope to have a, one or two anthologies out a year. Um and so this one it's just kind of shows you the wide range of comics that women make because a lot of people are getting to the mentality of, okay, girls can girls can make comics for like other like young women. We can make kids comics. But when we asked women to make whatever comics they wanted, we had kid comics, but we also had, like, dystopian future sci-fi stuff and really dark yeah. stuff and also, like, really funny, weird stuff. And it's it's just this really great wide variety, which I love, because it just kind of shows you you can't put us into one box just because we share one thing in common. <laughs> right? Two, because we're, we're women who love comics. Yeah. No, that's that was really sexist to think like it, it is oh, they're, no, it totally they're lady is. creators what are they writing about ponies like yeah. you know that's it's so dumb yeah but, i mean i do like ponies and I mean, when you when you're <laughs> growing up right? you want pony comics but when you're older you want pony comics and maybe something more yeah i want you, both you want those want ponies all. in a dystopian future <laughs> yes have you yeah. read fallout equestria <laughs> what speaking of <laughs> what do yourself a favor oh google it later <laughs> I'm putting a note in my yeah. phone right now. I have heard right good things about it before. It's really, really long. It's the longest fan fiction ever, essentially. And it's really good. You would not think My Little Pony and Fallout could go together, but they can. Uh, my girlfriend will be all over that because she loves My Little Pony. so And she loves dystopian futures, so I think that'll work well. It's written by someone named K-Cat because there's a bunch of spinoffs now. Holy so. shit. It is, it is a note in my phone right now. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm the I'm resident just, pony expert. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. I, I am. I, I can't wait wow. to see how this takes place. Imagine how a pony might hold a gun. They go into that. Oh, God damn it. This is incredible. So, so inc- wait, do they have I like friend- synthetic pony- is ponies? Friendship no longer magic in the, <laughs> they do. In the future. No, that's that's the point, is that friendship is no longer magic, and they have to find it again. But I think they do have synthetic ponies at one point, so yes. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the greatest discovery. Oh uh, I just want to read it for the mutant ponies, the super mutant ponies. <laughs> thank God. Oh, yes, they exist. God, thank God for the internet, I oh swear. Oh, my God. It's yes. in some situations. It, it, yes. The there, internet's okay. There are times where I'm like, oh, God, I hate the internet. And then there's moments like this where I'm like, oh. Where would we be without this? So did you guys, uh, for the anthology, did you guys write a specific comic for the anthology, or was it something you had already done previously that just you guys put into it? For me, I wrote it specifically for the anthology. Okay. Myself as well. Uh, my anthology comic is also called Bounty Hunter Space Besties, but it's a totally different story that's also just about two bounty hunters who are best friends in space. It's a really good name, so I plan to reuse it a lot. <laughs> Multiple, Touché. multiple IPs. <laughs> okay. It's okay. That won't get confusing at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I know that there's, I think at least one ladybug who, who used something she had already created. Mm-hmm. Might have been two, but I think almost everybody made something new specifically yeah. for the, the, the great thing is there were a lot of women who like wanted to make comics, but hadn't like started yet, or they just had ideas and they weren't like materializing them yet. And so we're like, yeah, if you get it to us by the specific dates, uh, you could get it published in an anthology and rub that in everyone's faces. <laughs> and deadlines, deadlines are great. Work. Deadlines are the best. <laughs> yeah. So how big uh, of an anthology are we talking about? 132 beautiful, beautiful pages. Wow. What? That is... That is it's uh, huge. Yeah, it's got a spine. Yeah. With a cute little ladybug on it. Wow. How many stories is that? 
11? Maybe 12? 12. Definitely double digits. Yes. Right. Multiples. Nice. I think the longest one we have is 12. 16. 16 pages. Mm-hmm. 16 pages. Wow. Yeah. Mine uh, is only seven. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that there's not a theme to this one, but uh, are there going to be moving forward? Yes. Yeah. Actually, our next anthology we're going to start accepting submissions for uh, at the Ladybug release party this Wednesday, and it's the manthology. Uh, <laughs> and the idea is putting men in positions that are traditionally reserved for women. So we'll have stuff like just like like cleaning the kitchen according yeah. to yeah. in so, lady gloves wearing the lady <laughs> yeah, gloves. We, the lady gloves. We do want two kinds of stories. Ones that are like these tropes are terrible. There's a reason why you never make men do it. Yeah. And also stories are like why aren't there magical boy groups out there fighting evil with the power of truth and love? God yeah. damn it! I so on board with this. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did nobody watch the? The new kids on the block cartoon back oh. in the nineties. Come on now, they had a cartoon. I missed they that. Did. They, they had they everything, were, and they were fighting <laughs> the forces right. of darkness, yeah, the powers of magic and love. I, I just, I didn't research. They, didn't they just, not enough of it though. Didn't no. they just recently make like a western zombie film starring the cast of like starring the Backstreet Boys and In Sync? Yes, like, they did. They, they did. did, right? That's they a did. real thing. Yeah. I need to see that. Yeah, wow. yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm positive that all the in sync and Backstreet Boys that you forgot are now in this movie. But I don't. Oh, I, didn't I, forget I, them. I doubt they were fighting <laughs> zombies with magic and love, Derek. I'm they were probably be, using I, guns. Nope, no, I'm gonna, they, be, they I'm gonna beg to differ. Sweet, sweet lyrics. I'm gonna awesome beg to differ until I watch this. I'm gonna have to look this up because I know it's a real thing. No. Okay. Even though In Sync made an appearance in my last comic and this week's they, comic, they did, wow. and it's fantastic. I, I like boy bands. What can I say? Yep. It's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> something special about this anthology is because like men are just as important to feminism as women are so we're opening up submissions to men and uh, it does have to be twice as good as a woman's submission in order to be considered <laughs> equal <laughs> you're only going to be paid 70 percent on the dollar oh, i, I so knew that was coming like that just like oh, up my so sleeve great. that's my favorite part about the theme is i just get to just treat men like women it's great oh my god oh, yes oh my god i love it so hard yeah, so if, i love it so if hard. you're interested uh like drop by the comic bug buy a comic technically become a patron and you can you can be a part of the sweet sweet anthology that is amazing and uh help us treat men like Go, Derek. You can go get cheese and yeah. a comic. I have to work twice as hard to make seventy-five cents to the dollar. Yeah. So I, I did actually want to price it so it would cost seventy cents on the dollar compared to the woman anthology, <laughs> but I don't think you can get away with charging two dollars or twenty-three dollars and sixty-seven cents. That's a copy so. Uh, that's fucking for, fantastic. For the release of the manthology, you should have a literal glass ceiling. Oh. <laughs> he needs to be on our ideas board. Yeah, no, we we have like a Google Doc going of like manthology fodder of things that like <laughs> piss us so off great. or excite us. Oh, and that's it's, so funny. Yeah, it's just, it's nice because we have like a, like a unifying message, and like all of them have to be funny. We don't want it to be like depressing. We want like guys to want to pick up and read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Scott Koblich has been really interested, the artist from from Deadpool, he mm-hmm. might be doing the cover or an interior piece. Nice. He really just wants to draw like a really sexy fawn character. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't want to get in the way. So, I mean, why would you stand in front of that? That's yeah. everybody needs a little sexy pants. You gotta let that happen. Yeah. I I think the idea that uh, a guy would not read a comic though because it's written by a woman is such a dumb I, thing. Yeah. And I think- look, this is maybe this is just me because I don't actually pay attention to artists and writers like necessarily when I pick up a comic. Yeah, I just. I like comics. I like to read them. I don't care who fuck wrote them. Yeah, whether male, female, whatever. Like if it's if it's well done. Then I want to read it. And right. the fact that there's people out there that are just like, no, 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 
Yeah. She's got a vagina? No. <laughs> can't, can't Women don't write good That's stories. So, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, did you yeah. hear what happened with the... Uh, like, one of the editors for Deadpool? Huh. Uh, she, she's a female. And she's in line, and she asks, Hey, what's this line for? And one of the guys in line is like, Oh, it's for Deadpool. It's a comic book movie. And he's this guy, and he's explaining it to her, not knowing that she's the editor oh. who wow. helped recreate and make Deadpool what he is. Uh, <laughs> God. Yikes. And she just talked down to her the whole time. Yeah. What an asshole. Guys, look, we still live in a world where Trump is now the uh, Republican uh, candidate. No. So we're not there yet, okay? I wanna, I wanna live in a world where when I go to buy cleaning gloves, it says these have been contoured to fit Trump's hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, give that to John Oliver, he'll do something with it. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes he would. Perfect. Uh. <laughs> we should get John Oliver to do a segment on women in comics. Uh, you absolutely yeah. I think, should. I think he would. He would knock that shit out of the park. He would. He would. He would absolutely, uh, and and with a British accent, no less. And yes, it's fantastic. Yes, I because uh, my thing about John Oliver is not only is last week tonight just fucking brilliant, but it's also with a British accent, and it just uh, it makes me love it so much. There's gonna, there's gonna be the new tagline. There's nothing that gives uh, Derek and I nerd boners more than British accents. Yeah, we, I, I oh, it. I understand. Uh, Same. Yeah. Same. Same yeah. Z's. <laughs> yeah. I used to be that way, but then I got, uh, had a boss who had a British accent, and he just ruined it for me. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's so sad. What about, like, Wait, Australian? It wasn't, it wasn't Gordon Ramsay, was enough. it? No, it was not <laughs> okay. Gordon Ramsay. Okay. No, I'm, I'm a fan of Gordon. I can get past it for him. No. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we, we're almost out of time. No. Yes. Um, we're at that point where... If you wanted to do a mic drop and then back away from the mics, it would be super awkward this, for us. This is your moment. <laughs> Just please this don't break the equipment. <laughs> um, but please, let's uh, let's go back around uh, so you guys can mention where people can find your individual comics one more time, and then we'll uh, get back to Ladybug stuff and talk about that as well. So, um, My website is heyjoeycomics.com. It's H-E-Y-J-O-I-E comics. Dot com. Um, and there you'll find links for Clucked and Heavenly Kipple Guardian Corgi. And a few other things. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Collect is CollectComic.com. Awesome. Uh, my webcomic is BountyHunterSpaceBesties.com. Uh, besties is spelled B-E-S-T-I-E-S. Some people have trouble with that, so I'm just going to help you out right there. Uh, there is a page that's full of links to my various social media accounts. Every account is a different variation of a pun on the word chip, because that's my first initial in front of my last name. And I'm too attached to those puns to change all of it to Christine Hip. I told her she needs to work on her branding, and she's like, "But puns." And I'm They're, like, "Okay, really all right." Good. That's a solid nope. argument, though. Yeah. But, nope. But, yeah. You stick with those goddamn puns. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just too. I'm on your side. Even Thank if you. even if it were just meaning puns about butts, like butt puns is a good argument. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Look, yeah. you can't go. I, well, you can, <laughs> but. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you can't go wrong with puns, but you absolutely can go wrong with them. Uh, but you know what? Puns are still great. I don't care. I don't care. Even speaking as a comedian, I don't care how hacky they are, how cheesy they are, how awful they are to do on stage. Everybody secretly loves puns. Hey, Joel, are you still listening? <laughs> <laughs> He's on team puns. <laughs> I'm, I'm team puns. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I need to send this to my friend Candace. We've uh, we've said the word puns so much that it doesn't sound like a word anymore. <laughs> it just sounds like an onomatopoeia. <laughs> yeah, uh, an onomatopoeia. <laughs> we've like, oh, we've made one. it into a verb now. 
<sighs> and uh, and Ladybug Comics, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Ladybug Comics. Also LadybugComics.org. Yeah, it just launched. You can find links to a lot of the Ladybugs. We're working on getting as many of them in there as possible. You can see pictures of us, links to our work. Uh, there's about us page, and also if you want information on how to buy the anthology or submit to the manthology, that is where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Mm, you're listening, Derek? I am. I'm. Yeah, and I'll go back and listen in case I wasn't listening. So. <laughs> um, I hope that after tonight that the website soon features just a page on cheeses. Uh, <laughs> there are definitely pictures of, of us yes. eating cheese. There's a picture of us eating cheese yeah. on there somewhere. What kind of cheeses pair best with the best kind of comics? That kind of stuff. <laughs> Ooh, you need like an assortment. Why didn't we ask like, this question before? Yeah. Shit. Tried, like spread cheeses because they can get onto the comics. Unfortunately, mm. no need hard cheeses. Hard yeah. cheeses. No brie. Yeah. Mm. Nope. <laughs> but also this Wednesday at the Comic Blog in Manhattan Beach release party, we're gonna have food. We're gonna have. Booze, I think we're gonna uh, have bands too. We're gonna have girl bands playing. Nice. Be really fun. Signing all the creators will be there. We'll all be signing the books. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. You should come. It's gonna be a wicked time. Wicked. Oh, she said wicked, so you know it's gonna be good. Yeah. See, that's a long Great drive. Show. Worth it. <laughs> Lots of parking. All right. Well, we should start our New York drive now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we can make it there in time. Absolutely. This is in California, just in case. Uh, oh, we yeah. made the New York joke yeah. a lot, yeah. but we never actually clarified because yeah. it was yeah. too funny. If, uh, <laughs> Manhattan Beach, Ma- California. If there kids. wasn't enough sarcasm slapped on there. Just yeah. in case some people just they can't hear the sarcasm. Yeah, they no. can't. They can't do it. Look, we've head. we've been doing this show for quite some time, and I think we still have to clarify that we are not Ontario, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we do. Yeah. Oh, Although yeah. I, I you would betcha. like the one listener who's just like, I keep typing in Manhattan Beach and it keeps coming up California, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> what are they even talking about? <laughs> I, I swear, I live like around the corner. Why can't I find it? Uh, and then uh, for any uh, female creators that might be interested in checking out Ladybug Comics, like, uh, do they have to contact before they come down or are they welcome to just come down when you guys have a meeting? They, they can just show yeah, up. They can just pop in. We don't, we don't like filter people in there's no application process uh if you if you're curious but you don't want to like commit from the beginning you can find our our facebook group it's a a private group you have to request to join and then you can see links to the tutorials we've done because we've recorded them you can see things when we're posting in there and get a vibe for what we're making and what we're into and realize how cool we are and that's when you you'll like probably feel more comfortable to come and we also post the google hangout link there so if, if you can't make it in person you can still Join our team via video, and so we do have people who've never been to the meeting in person, but still mm-hmm. Skype in and are a part of it. Okay. Uh, and the meetings are held in the comic book store. It mm-hmm. is what is it? The forget the street number, <laughs> Manhattan Beach Boulevard. Yeah, uh, it's Thursdays from six to nine. Sometimes they're really cool and they let us stay late. I think the latest I've ever been there is until eleven. Uh, shout out to Daniel, the employee who's always really chill about us overstaying our welcome. He's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're gonna try to like have like a Daniel like Easter egg in the anthology. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> now, how how when you say that you don't uh, you scrutinize when people come in, um, like say just say for argument's sake, right, that you are like a stand up comedian who is just really into cheese, and uh, but you're a dude, but you show up dressed as a woman, like I mean, if you identify total, as totally, female, yeah, we totally aren't asking for away, a friend, yeah, totally asking for a friend. No, if you if you identify as a female, we don't ask questions. So yeah. come on in. But if we know you're trying to, me, to pull the wool over our eyes, and if, hold on, let me clarify. If you only identify as a woman for the time that you attend this event, <laughs> we're not asking questions. Yeah. So that's, okay, that's your, right. that's your business. You I, I recently I recently discovered I recently discovered that that is a thing. By the way, 
Uh, it's, uh, it's called like fluid, gender fluid, gender yeah, fluid. Gender fluid. right? Yeah. Where you just, at yeah. any given moment, you can identify with either gender. Yeah. And then uh, as long as you just identify, like there's, there's a red couch at the front of the comic bug. So when you switch over, you can just go up to the front, sit on the couch, uh, have a laugh with the, the laddie bugs, which are the guys who are, are rides for some of the women there. The laddie bugs. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like groupies, groupies. Yeah. Like good. So they this hang out good. at the front this of the working out for me. and have a little less of a good time, but still enjoy themselves. And they, they also feel involved because they can hear us laughing from the other side of the store, and sometimes they can make out faces on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost as if they're a part of it. It's like the kids at a daycare or something. It's so they're good. In their it's okay. Yeah. They can- <laughs> They can hear the sound of their parents' voice. Okay. <laughs> they remain docile. And uh, there's also a, a co-ed sketchy bug group on Wednesdays where, where a lot of dudes show up and some women show up. And one time there was a puppy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh. you should definitely go and to And you think, you think it's yeah. hard for ladies to get into comics. Good. I know for yeah. puppies, it's just a losing yeah. So underrepresented. Like, I guess Hawkeye has like a full-grown dog in it. But not a puppy. They just, they're so discriminatory because they don't have thumbs. It's the worst. <laughs> it's not fair. It's really what it cute. is. Fucking thumb Nazis, man. <laughs> That's why I made a comic about a dog superhero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Equality. <laughs> um, well, we are out of time. So I want to thank you both for being here tonight. This was a lot of fun. Uh, very insightful, and I hope that everybody goes and checks out Ladybug Comics uh, on Facebook. And uh, if you are a lady creator, uh, go check them out. Please. At, yes. uh, at Manhattan Beach in California, not New York. <laughs> at, uh, is it Ladybug Comics? Is that mm-hmm. the name of the store? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, the Comic Bug is the, the name of the store. The Comic Bug. The Comic Bug. Well, thank you for having us. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, no, you guys were great. We had so much fun. Thank you. We did, absolutely. Uh, So this will be available in podcast form on our website, jackofallnerdshow.com. As always, uh, also check out uh, our own comic strip, The Dark Crusader. New strip this week, uh, again, featuring uh, NSYNC as bad guys. (laughs) It's it's pretty great, guys. I, I... I have been. Fo- he he told me about it. Uh, he gave me a little spoiler alert, and I was like, "Oh, I'm down." And I've been following it now, and it's it's quite good. <laughs> uh, so check that out, and uh, also our our web series, The Village Brilliant. Um, yeah, and then uh, again this Thursday, 7 p.m. Four Color Fantasies Comic Book Store, Multiverse Throwdown. Be there. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later.